Hey, it's Ricky Carmichael, and you're watching the Moto X-Pod Show. Hey guys, what's up? This is Aaron Plessinger, and you guys are listening to the Moto X Odd Show. Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Hey, we are back. This week it is episode 222, the Randy Richardson episode, minus Randy Richardson. He's not on this week. Uh, you let me hear about that on instagram already but this week episode 222 is brought to you by our title sponsor cherubies usa for decades a usa has been the leader in moto plastic accessories with products that fit perfect look great and last cherubies has what you need whether it's full plastic kits individual pieces hand guards chain guides and sliders or anything else they offer visit a and support our title sponsor follow them on instagram and let them know you're listening also, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the USA. Racetech also offers a state-of-the-art precision engine build services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Uh, Fly Racing's on board as always. X-Brand Goggles is back. Top top privateers like Kyle Chisholm, Ben LeMay, and Ryan Brees use X-Brand Goggles. Hit me up, Darkside MX3 at AOL, or go to your local dealership. Distributed through WPS, X-Brand Goggles. Works Connection on board with uh, their Pro Launch device and many other products. Torque One Racing, R-Jerky. Dude, I, I cleaned out my R-Jerky last night watching Pulp. I'm completely out. I've got to place an order, and I will use that Moto X-Pod 21 code to save at erjerky.com. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. They're going to be fixing up that blue crew once I get it. Shock Socks. Williams Motor Works. Extreme Colors. Blood Lubricant Oil Lines. Another, another place we have a discount code. It is Moto X to save. Power Band Racing if you're on WP Suspension. True Fusion Sports. All on board. Episode 222 includes Dean Wilson, Kristen Beat, the Race Tech Privateer Spotlight with Richard Taylor. And we're going to talk to Tyler Entenapp later on. In studio, uh, Scotty, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Back from Glendale. And this dude sitting next to you, I almost forgot his name. He's back, TJ. Man, I just looking at the camera, making sure everything's right, and realize just how good I look on here. Mm-hmm. And I am bringing the show up tonight. Like, it's going to be really good. We'll see. Yeah. It was fun. You were mentioning the uh, the R jerky thing, and we were when we were there this weekend. I talked to Robbie, and I was like, "Hey, you're gonna you got to send us some more uh, some more jerky." Dark side uh, mows it all down before I ever get some. Yeah, you never. Yeah. We never get any of that, yeah, do we? No. no. Well, that stuff I actually pay for. I'm oh, buying it for you. Sure. He's not sure he sent sure. some samples, and the samples go out. I, know, I was just, which I think I did give you some samples. I you feel did. like, yeah. All right. You well, gave me one. I'm one piece. You, you gave me one piece here one time. Yeah, yeah. Well, like just a piece. Well, that's all you get. That's, that's yeah. about what happens when you don't show up. <laughs> but you, on a, you give us one piece every yeah. few months. One you show up every few months. 
Well, on a real note, I just want, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to both of you guys. This weekend was awesome. It was kind of like one of those dream weekends. I know you're laughing at me. You think I'm it's laughing funny. because I, I, have a, I have something to say, but go ahead. Oh, is it going to take all this back? No. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, I just thank you guys so much. It was, and all the fans supporting everything. It was awesome. And I uh, hope to get to do more. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I got that speech a couple times from him and I was like, I was waiting for the tears. Oh, thank you, dad. Thank you, dad. It was it's it's cool, man. This is a big deal. You do for me, <laughs> it was not like that. <laughs> it was awesome. Scotty's kind of emotional. I told him a couple times, like, like you're like my little kid. Do you yeah. know how many times? Oh God! How many times Scotty asked me the age of a rider? What? What? Like why? It would wasn't he, specific hey, to you know just rider. Do you know how old Kyle Chisholm is? Hey, do you know how old Eli Tomac is? Hey, do you know how old Brent Hartraft is? I know how old Tim First Tomac all, is. I didn't I, ask that. I, I told him uh, he probably asked 175 times. I bet I told him 176 times. Four times. I don't remember riders' ages, and he. And then, then he was like, "Did he ever pull on your shirt and be like, hey. Kind of, kind of. I was like, I felt like I said, like, it's like a little kid. It's funny on the on the uh, on the video I posted for the race day stuff. I'm going through the pits with like a camera and seeing the crowd and stuff, and I'm like following dark side and like there's like six times where he looks back like. Where is it? Yeah, come keep on, it up. Come on, Lewis, Scotty. Oh, sure lose, lose oh, my little kid. I gotta say, I gotta say. So we were talking about off air before this started that he nailed it with his thumbnail on our video. Yeah. If you see that thumbnail of the stadium and stuff, he did a good job with that. Scotty, not Scott, me. Scotty, yeah, not you. <laughs> apparently, mine we, suck. We apparently, but we were, we were. I, mean, I clicked on it and I'm watching it, and the first few minutes when he's sitting there and he's like, "Hey guys," and, and it's like. <laughs> It's like That's an In-N-Out burger. Jesus Christ! I, I got better. He did a really good job. So oh I, I, it sounded like he was like, "I'm lost in I'm lost in Arizona outside of In-N-Out burger." <laughs> Can somebody come find me? Oh man! Now <laughs> I know it. Now I know how Zacho feels like. Everybody's getting on to him about the way he sounds. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I kept telling him like I don't know these riders' ages, but he kept asking. He was like, you know, I guess he's like sometimes I just think out loud. And I'm like. So you don't expect a response? So I don't know, like, whether, you know, sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. So I don't know when I'm supposed uh, to answer. That's those. great. And it's look, a coin flip. Dude, I would have headphones on and he'd be like, what? <laughs> He's like, I think you're, I think you're getting annoyed hey, by me. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not getting annoyed. I'm just, there's a lot going on all the time. Yeah. But it, it was, it was but really entertaining. you hung in there with me. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you did a good job, man. It was cool. It's hard to walk up into the, to, to these yeah. riders the first time. Well, I mean, I uh, wish I had had somebody helping me the first time. So yeah. I, I get it. And I get the, uh, the still being like in awe a little bit of yeah. the riders and the whole thing. And like press day, right. All these riders around and he kind of, he was kind of following me around a little bit on media day. I was like, dude, just go talk to him. And he, he, he it's uncomfortable. It's hard yeah. to do that first time. I, I did it. Well, yeah. uh, one of the ones was like, you were over there talking to Ricky and I'm like, oh, that was funny too. Yeah. And I, like, I walk up and I'm like, kind of like, he's, I don't want to interrupt, but I can know he hasn't he's, seen me yet, but Ricky's standing sees behind me. me. And then I probably have, I probably like have like puppy. kid eyes. And that's playing. Hang tight, guys. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. That was how calling, and it's yeah. beeping in. We're blaming how it's on. Do not disturb. It's on silent. Why is the phone ringing? Do you have the little switch on the on the on the side? Yeah, it's silence. It's switched. It's, it's silence on the side. Oh, but it's and it's on. Do not disturb. But it's ringing. It thinks you have headphones on. But still, I should not get calls. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so so anyways. <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. No, so, so Kamak was kind of looking at me weird, and then like I kind of like come up, yeah, 
pull on Dark Side shirt a little bit or whatever, and then uh, and then he was like, "Oh, this is my co-host." And Ricky was super cool. He's like, "Hey, glad Jake to have says, you here." Jake says the stream is down. Uh, it's playing. Oh, I got YouTube pulled up. It shows it playing. Okay. Uh, anyway, keep telling your story there. Hold on, let Scotty. me double check uh, that, this. That, yeah, that was pretty much it. I looked, I looked kind of funny. Carmichael, Carmichael kind of looked at me weird, but just getting to meet those guys was incredible. It was, and then uh, we ate dinner with Weege. That was awesome. Yeah, we need to talk about that. We yeah. definitely yeah. Um, got a few things we can talk about <coughs> before we get down. Dino, it, it is down? Yeah. But well, it, that's awesome. Um, anyway, okay, so, yeah, then with the Ricky thing, that was funny because you said he kind of looked like, who is this guy? Yeah, and you, yeah. I didn't know you were back there. Like, oh, it's some guy that keeps following me around. Yeah. But uh, the dinner was really cool. We all, all three of us with Doc went to eat with Kellen and, and Weege, and that was, yep. yeah, I texted him. I was like, dude, we got to, you know, try to have some a dinner with somebody and give you that experience of, you know, hanging out with the what's, industry people. Yeah, what's funny about Weege is, like, so when he's, you know, he, he's his thing is the, walking around with the camera on him and he's talking yeah. while he's walking through the show yeah the, that like that dialogue is exactly how he was in dinner like yeah. he, he that is him 100 percent. yeah sorry about that guys uh we had some issues with our youtube we stopped recording for just a minute it crashed we're trying to get it going so back to glendale the racing obviously the the big talk let's get into that before we get back into weeds and all the, all the fun stuff that we did which we'll i did at the end christian craig vince Fariz. And talk everywhere, right? We've heard the review show, the pulp show. Everybody's talking about it. it's all over the memes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts, uh, Scotty? Looking back uh, on it, we saw it live. We saw it back. Like, yeah, and and it's probably the same thing that everybody else has heard. Is like, what, what was, what was, what would have, what was going to be that working? Like, what would have, like, how was, was that, that going to work? What was going to be that working? Um, yeah, I know what you said. What was it? What was the plan? The end yeah, game? like what? How? What result was he expecting to get? Yeah. Well, and and what I think is from visually, what frustrated me the most was the fact that he kind of he almost jumped that berm into him. Well, and like, I, see, I don't feel like there was a berm at that spot. The berm hadn't started. If, if yet. you watch, he sort of he, jumped he, a hump. If you watch, he's airborne. Yeah, a I think second there was a before hump he there, hits him. Because some of the guys like Starling, there's a video of Starling jumping into that. There no, was like a little I, hole. There's a little. No. There is. A, there, there was, was a edge. low spot. The outside was lower because yeah. I was down there. Yeah, but it but, wasn't a berm. No, I honestly expected. I, and this is probably totally wrong. And I'm not defending it. It's yes. wrong. It's, it's messed up. Dick, I'm probably totally wrong, but I believe he was ex- not expecting him to still be there. You get what I'm saying? Like he was trying to carry enough speed to be right on his back wheel. There's no way. That I just can't imagine. There's no way to come out of that when they're both up. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what know, I'm the saying. General, if you listen to the other shows, Pulp and, and JT and all their comments, like the general consensus is he does stuff like that all the time. That just don't he like he's not thinking. Like it's just his brain shuts off. I don't know Vince well enough to personally say that. Yeah. You can look at a lot of things he's done that seem extremely ill-advised, questionable, questionable. <laughs> You know, and, uh, yeah, so, and again, the best point really might have been Steve's were like, okay, even if he makes the pad, like, what what about the next lap? Yeah. He wasn't fast enough. No. Like, let it go. Well, I will say, for all the haters and, and all the things that were bad, if that wouldn't have happened, there would have been nothing to talk about. Eh, you're not completely wrong. I mean, I guess a lot of the racing wasn't exciting. Like, even, even Doc and I are sitting up at the stands watching it, you know what I mean? And so it's just me and him, and we're looking for battles and stuff. And me and him both were like, "Craig's just yeah. gone." I mean, there's nothing to watch here. Like we were like, we almost even like went out 
to finish loading up his pits and everything early because it was like there's nothing going on yeah. and it's not it's not that there's anything wrong with that it's just that's just how the race played out you know what i mean yeah because i mean i felt like it was a pretty good track i like the yep. i like the football stadiums and that track the, was cool the long rhythm though like i didn't really dig a bunch of triples like let's chain like maybe make it where there's a tabletop where you can go on off yeah i just felt that it was a long long rhythm section long section of dirt with just a bunch of triples. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> God, I even asked, and they didn't even I asked use Hunter Lawrence. I was like, uh, you were double doubling a whole bunch. And he's, he felt so ashamed. He was like, oh, God, it was so bad. And and they didn't even use large sections of the floor. like Because the start was so huge? But not even that. Next <laughs> to the start on each oh, side, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there was, was open space. There was an area you could put a house in yeah, big enough yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. both sides that yeah. could have been used. I guess they run out of dirt probably. It's got to be it. It's got to be dirt at that point. But... Regardless, I mean, Eli, if you jump up to the 450 class, Eli is coming on, and, like, I kind of wonder if he's going to start running away with this thing. Although, Scotty, Jason Anderson, honestly, if you take three of the races so far, he's had either been taken out or he had a mechanical, like, you know, he or he jumped off the track. Like, little mistakes, little weird things that without those, he could easily be the points leader. That And that's my thing is – Tomac has gotten some momentum, and I'm sure we even I even said this in the press box. I think I don't know if I said it to you or at one point Marks was sitting next to me. I said it to Marks. And I was like, I was like, you know, everybody back in the after race two, I was like, you know, everybody, everybody back in the pits is like Tomac can start, and he like yeah, he showed me this scary. he showed me this meme from a uh, uh, Happy Gilmore where he was like a uh, it was like somebody learned how to putt. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And so yeah. like that, that would, if I was a, a rider that was in the top five, top 10, that would scare the crap out of me. Tomac right. can get starts, but um, well, going he, back he to did what you cheat on the start. So going <laughs> the back to what I you were going to, oh, because he was <laughs> looking at the guy. Hey, it's not cheating. If it's, it's not cheating yet. Yeah, if it's, I mean, that's, that's on failed. It was a joke, but I, but, yeah, I, I watched his helmet. Whoever the yeah. starter is. But going back to Anderson, I, at what point can he, you know, he's still close at one point. Can he still stay close, and and have the? How, he has to eliminate those mistakes. Like how how many more chances is he going to get before this series? Before it's too too far gone. Yeah. So he's got to clean it up. He obviously has the speed. I think it's interesting how you can say like, like oh well, Tomac's better on the Yamaha. Cowie's most suck. Well, well, because yeah, well, yeah, Anderson just dumb. went to Cowie and he's good, and then. Uh, Mookie went to Anderson's bike and he's good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so it's, that it's not the bike; it's the bike per that rider. So, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's the changing of teams, the new environment. It's a new start. It's you're reinvigorated. I think there's a lot. If you take that blame or that percent pie that Mathis likes all the time, yeah. I think the percent pie is way bigger on. It's just a new start, a new like a new. Yeah. They're refreshed. It feels new. It's exciting again. I think that has way more to do with it than the bike. Now, as far as the bike goes, I do think KTM's having they're struggling. They're trying to figure that thing out. I don't think like Cooper all of a sudden isn't fast. I don't think Cooper all of a sudden isn't mentally strong or not fit or it's all the Alden leaving Alden. I just he's struggling but, with the bike. But well, Mooskin's on the same bike and Mooskin passed him and gapped him. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it's working better for well, him because yeah, like we just that said, bike first. isn't really cutting down the way. Cooper likes to cut down right with his corners. It seems like in the one one point that I was really watching him, 
he did try to cut down before the rhythm section, and he like yeah. locked the brakes up and just came to a stop. That's when Chase hit him in the right. first one and crashed because like he just came to a stop. Well, the thing is, you hear about the bikes all the time. Is the new bike's always better? If you watch the reviews, you listen yeah. to the people who have test rode the bike. Everything's always better every year, and it can't always be right, better. Right, right. You know what I mean? The, sure. Yeah, and when you go with a whole new bike, that the character. I mean, with them changing the with them changing the CGs and the and uh, like like center of gravity, them making such a dramatic change I'm glad to the you bike because I felt dumb for a second. Yeah, when the they, CBGBs when they changed like the center of the gravity of the bike, they changed the way the frame flex. They they made huge changes to this bike. Well, KTM had pretty much the same effects every single every single year. You know what I mean? Like, like as far as the the way that this part affects this part, they have a whole learning process, to right? Do. Uh, okay, so we got a couple minutes before we get Dino on. So I want to real quick do what I should have probably done at the beginning of the show and thank our Patreon supporters and ask you guys if you feel up to it to go to patreon.com and subscribe to our show. We need a Patreon giveaway soon. Yeah, we need to do something with that. Um, and I've been doing, like I said last week, I think I've been doing, I've been uploading the audio from the Racer X articles. You know, I, pre, I record those on audio and then I use that audio to write the article. And I've been posting those on Patreon just for the Patreon subscribers. And they're like an hour, hour and a half interviews with like Chiz and Ryan Burris, et cetera. So we're doing that for Patreon. If you guys go on there, five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever, whatever you feel like giving, it really helps out a ton. So please, if you feel like it, we've had a couple of new subscribers lately. Be awesome. Subscribe to the Moto X Pod Show YouTube channel. Uh, Scotty and I, you know, post a bunch of stuff from this weekend. We're trying to do more and more of that. And subscribe, like those videos. Well, all the different things you're supposed to do when you go on YouTube, that helps us out a ton. It gets those numbers up. means a lot. Yeah. You can also do the same thing by going to iTunes and leaving us a review. That kind of helps us boost up in the algorithm of iTunes. The more you guys like our stuff, the more, more good comments you make, the far, farther up we get. And now that Joe that. Rogan's not on iTunes, he's only on Spotify, then yeah. we can just take the place of Joe Rogan in your downloads and you just listen to us. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I forgot to tell everybody we have a fantasy group. If you're playing fantasy, we have our own league – I don't, uh, no, don't tell them. I don't want anybody else in there beating me. Yeah, I'm doing right? terrible. Um, <laughs> for the life of me, though, I can't. Oh, it's Berm Lords or something like that. What I is can it, look Berm? it up. Yeah, look it up real quick. I'll look it up. Uh, but anyway, yeah, do all that stuff, man. It helps us out. It's really, our sponsors like it. Helps us. And, you know, the, the, the Patreon really helps us get to these races. I fed Scotty a few times this weekend while we were out. You know, he brought his own credit card. And I was like, no, no, show's got it. That, that's our Patreon supporter. So. Moto X. Moto X Pod Show and Moto X Pod One Word Moto X Pod Show Lord of Berms Lord of Berms That's our Pulp MX Fantasy League So yeah Get in that thing Join uh, It really doesn't matter How many people join As bad as I'm doing It just doesn't matter Like The yeah. only way I'd probably be winning Is if nobody else Was in our league Well right now The leader <laughs> is Checkers 448 oh, That's that's, uh, that's gotta be uh, is- Checkers from Race Tech is that the, is yeah. a 448? Okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. He, he's got 12,000, 12,054. So, well, yeah. He, F, you checkers. Yeah, yeah, don't join our league. Right. Anybody else. Yeah, so. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with Dean Wilson. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, 
Baxter Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AcherbyUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by a Cherubies USA. You guys know that for decades, a Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic accessories. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Tonight, a Cherubies USA brings us from Factory Husqvarna, Dean Wilson. What up, Dino? Oh, not too much. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Really excited to talk to you. It's been a little bit. I think it was, shoot, it's been a couple months at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, man, I, I know like right now you're sitting uh, 11th overall, I believe. Not where you want to be, but man, when I look at those results, like there's nobody in front of you really that I go, Dean should absolutely beat this guy every time. Like the field is so stacked that like, yeah. like it's like where you're finishing is pretty damn awesome still. Like I know it's not what you want and you're not happy, but you can't be too too down on yourself, I wouldn't think. No, I'm not, not too bad. I, it's a tough class right now. And, um, you know, I, I still believe I got the best is yet to come. I feel like I'm riding really well. I haven't, I, I'm slowly like starting to do it at the races, but just during the week, I'm, I've been riding really good. So I just need to be doing that, um, on the weekend and I'll be good, you know? So but yeah, it's super stacked. It's tough, but, um, you know, uh, my training partners, uh, you know, uh, AP and uh, Mookie, yeah. you know, they, they've, they've both got seconds. And then I'm like, oh, dude, come on. So um, got to get one. Yeah. They, yeah. I got to get one. So not, but so far, you know, there's so, still so much racing left. That's the thing. It's such a long season that, you know, we still have time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you, I, on one of your YouTubes, you were talking about the calling you Dino, Dean wheelspin. Uh, your starts haven't been that great. Is yeah, that just like yeah. an inside joke or are you actually getting wheel spin and struggling with getting off the gate? Like what do you feel like the issue is with the starts? Um, well, the issue is like, if 
what like a lot of people don't see is like how bad the gates are. Mm. So if you don't have a good heat race, chances are you're going to have a, if you don't have a good heat race, chances are you're going to have a really crappy gate pick. Um, you know, and gate picks so important because after the gate, there's the holes coming out are like, they're huge. So having good gate picks so important. So you, uh, you know, so you come out, you know, clean and don't hit those bumps. So I haven't really had a great heat race yet. Um, so I just, I feel like it all stems from the heat race. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just joking around when I said Dean wheel spin cause I got okay. really bad wheel spin <laughs> on that, that, uh, in the main there, but yeah, my starts have been terrible, but, uh, yesterday and today we've been testing a bunch of clutches and stuff like different clutch packages. Uh, so we're trying, we're definitely trying, just going to make it happen, you know? Yeah. It, it, like you said, it'll come. It's, it's, we still got plenty of time. All right. Yeah. So, it's, okay. it's such a long season. It's crazy. Like, right. So lots of time to get it, get it done. And I, I believe we will. Yeah. So, so we, you mentioned the, the YouTube. So, um, it's we were there this weekend and it seems like everybody and their grandma has a has a vlog now and I feel like yeah. you're kind of one of the OGs of that and I just kind of wanted to know of of what you've done to kind of stay ahead of the trend and kind of keep yourself ahead of the curve on on doing that kind of stuff. Mm, I got it. Um, I got yeah, an answer see, for that. It's, it's it's tough. It's like you know I, I started doing it you know a few years ago and then I I just wasn't real like uh, uh, consistent with it. I just did it for fun, but um, that's the thing. It's it's just so saturated. Every writer does it, this and that. I think really just the difference between mine and a lot of others is I'm just myself, and I'm, I keep it raw. I keep it just, you know, how I would be. You know, I, I want them to see how I really am, you know, so when I have a bad race or I'm upset, you know, people see that. So Yeah. I, I like the race trivia that you do sometimes. That's always cool for each yeah. round. And then yep. you know you have one thing in your your vlog that sets it above everything else. Oh, I don't feel like I need to say what it is, but you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. You know, it's actually crazy. I don't know just so many people are into the YouTubes and like make a YouTube, make a YouTube, and yeah. it's like um, they're 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 super into it. So it's fun, man. Um, yeah, so that's kind of. Uh, where we're at with the YouTube, so trying to be more consistent with it. Yeah, sure. So having you on here and something I wanted to ask with, and you kind of brought it up with the starts and y'all are working on stuff. So we're kind of going back to the bike stuff uh, with yep. a factory team. Are y'all able to like set your start? I guess you'd say timing and, and the, the ignition on the bike to where it can change as it comes off the grate to maybe cut some power where you don't get wheel spin or I mean, are y'all getting that fine into adjusting like the bike as it leaves the line? No, we ha we haven't done that. Uh, um, this year. I've done I've had that in the past, but I haven't. Um, yeah, I haven't done that in a while. So really, it's just you know, it's just feeling comfortable and having a good gait. And you know, you know, the thing about the starts is like it's so funny because it's so easy for a fan to say, "Oh, just get the start." But there's a lot <laughs> that goes into it, and you see how deep the field is all these guys are damn good at starts. Like even guys like Mitchell Oldenburg, who's not in the top 10, he's even a good star. You right, know, if you right. look yeah. at last year on the East coast, he was whole shot in a bunch of East coast mains. So it's like, right. It's super tough, you know? So, um, I think where I lose a little bit is me being a bigger guy. It's, you know, a bit of a disadvantage. It's cause I'm a bit heavier, but, um, 
I'll figure it out. It will come. So we have a listener on YouTube that is um, had a, a, I guess a comment question was talking about like, do you work with like a mental coach to keep yourself, I guess like believing in yourself, knowing you can do that. Like what do the top writers do as far as that goes? Uh, it just, I think it just depends where you are, are mentally, you know, like I've definitely went and seen a bunch of mental coaches before, and sports psychologists and stuff like that. Um, cause I've been injured a lot and I was always had that. I I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I've, I've had that fear of like, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to get hurt again. And then you get hurt. And then you're like, you know, cause the thing is like, it's tough, man. You, you could be a really, really good writer. And then if you keep getting hurt, teams just don't want to hire you cause it's a, you're a liability. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've seen a lot of, them and they kind of honestly say the same thing like the the stuff that they teach you and right i mean for me it's just like i'm a very high anxiety person i get really bad anxiety so i try to uh keep that under control and and then i'm fine i'm totally uh, osborne fine. Didn't, my, osborne didn't teach you to throw up before the race thing <laughs> yeah that was crazy i never never uh I never had that had that problem, but yeah, thankfully uh, he was he was telling a story last night on Pulp because uh, he was in studio that like I guess when AC was his rookie year or something they were still both in the two fifty class that he like went over and threw up like right next to AC just to mess with him basically <laughs> like that would, yeah. that would probably play in my head a little bit if some dude just and like threw up right next to me AC like, is a rookie just looked at him and goes ah man it happens sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy uh, yeah. T- Talk about working with Brownie and Alden, man. Like, what do those guys bring to the table that have helped you so far this year? Yeah, I mean, this year has been really good. Uh, Brownie's a great help. Obviously, the thing that's good about Brownie is he's been there and done that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's the, the Baker's factory's kind of broken into two. There's like, I like to call it the A side, the Alden side, and the B side, the Brownie side. And okay. I'm on the B side, which I'm totally fine with. Like, I don't care. Um, so. But the thing is, this year, like, we all cycle together. We ride together. Only thing we don't do is gym together. So we all do quite the similar thing. But it's good. It's just very, very structured, and it's uh, it's tough. That's the thing. It's very, very tough. It's, you know, you could come and do it for a week and be like, oh, it's not too bad. But it's the consistency of it that gets you. It's that every single day for almost a whole year, it feels like, you know, you're just, you're always up. You're doing something. And then. You know, you're at the track and it's like, you know, we raced Triple Crown this weekend and I drove home after the race and I was pretty beat on Sunday and then Monday I was back at the track yesterday. So, you know, it's it's a, it's tough work, but it definitely teaches you a lot. A lot and, uh, um, yeah, I think it's it, it's really good. I, I'm enjoying it. How was it having Kiefer there? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good to have all those guys there. You know, they kind of got a little glimpse of what we do and stuff and that was during the off season when we right. were training so it was good we we all like went for a bike ride and then uh, they did the gym and all that stuff so it was good because there's not like a lot of people that come out to you know baker's factory so it was cool to have some people out there absolutely all right dino so we it was saturday morning early before all the fans were in the pits and stuff we were standing there and you rode by on your scooter and in about 10 seconds you roasted like three people as we were walking by, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and it just kind of shows how comfortable you are with a lot of these people. And I just kind of wanted you to talk about your camaraderie with fellow racers and other team teams, and just kind of how how you kind of get with all of them. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember that, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just kind of how I am. I don't know. I just, I 
pretty much if I'm talking shit to you, it's like I like you. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, but I don't know. I was just I've been around, you know, going on 14 years as professional. So like, it's like I've seen these people and everyone around for years, and uh, you know, you just they all just become your friends after a long time and seeing each other every weekend. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just I, I don't. I've learned a lot you know growing up i used to be someone that hold grudges super hard and mm-hmm. i mean i still do sometimes but i don't know i just like to you know enjoy the race days because i know that i'm not gonna have a whole lot of them left and you know you can just you just gotta embrace it and enjoy it and enjoy the day and you know just appreciate what you're doing for a living you know you're racing dirt bikes pretty sick so yeah yeah i just gotta enjoy it and yeah just talk some shit and have some fun. Uh, it made my morning. It was so yeah. funny. TJ, who was it? Who um, was I don't. It? I honestly don't even like remember. I, th- I think it was in so, front of the. I don't remember who so, you were in front yeah. of. Dean, that was Scotty's first race as, as press, so it was a lot. He was taking everything in. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, got you. It was comedic because the way you were on your scooter just chilling, and yeah. it was just like boom, 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 like shots fired. I don't know. It just T- caught me off guard. T- That's <laughs> funny. Dino hasn't talked shit about us, so does that mean he doesn't like he us? He doesn't like oh, us. No, he doesn't like us. Oh, shit. Okay, so we have a listener question, Dino, from uh, Michael Treese. He uh, wants to know who do you – he has two questions, so I'm going to put them together. Um, who, who do you hate racing the most and why is it Vince? <laughs> why is it Vince? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I was just about to say before the last part, you know who it is. Yeah. And it sucks because I've enjoyed watching him race on the West Coast. Right. And now we have one more weekend and then he's joining us. I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, so, I can't, I can't even yeah. imagine that the, uh, ri- the, the talk, the talk in the, like, like in between the pits. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I, oh, I, yeah. I hate all this because I like his mechanic. Nick McCampbell is yeah. one of our buddies, and I feel bad for Nick, man. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, a few more things, Dino. Uh, the teammates, man, working with Mookie this year, having him in the truck, I feel like that's a really good pairing with you. Yeah, no, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, you know, the thing about me, and Mookie, that I, I was surprised how well we got along this year is like he he has he's been very respectful, um, and obviously. I, I'm the same with him and uh, you know like I thought I don't know we, we actually worked pretty good together like better than I thought mm-hmm. if I'm honest and we're you know when we're trying or testing we're kind of trying to help each other out and get the bike better and trying to be more you know of a team and yeah it's actually it's it's pretty good I, I like uh, how things are you know with, with us so it's been really good we got a good good team going right now yeah in the past with you know zach and jason like you guys seem to have really good camaraderie you know i, I was in the truck a couple times with the three of you and that seemed like a really good fit all three of you so hopefully it continues to stay that way with mookie and you know rj Styles, swole i know you got i know you got a thing for styles and swole those are your boys yeah yep no for sure they're uh they're good kids and that's who i'm with on the b side at baker's so yeah um you know, we, we, uh, yeah, we hang out a lot. So they're good kids and, uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, have a good season. All right. So as a fan so far this season, I've, I've really enjoyed the tracks. I think that they've been slightly improved, maybe a couple here and there that have been kind of not what we wanted, but for the most part, I think the tracks have been really good. And I just wanted to know what's, which one has been the most difficult for you so far this season? Um, most difficult, I would, Dude, oh, definitely A1. A1 was gnarly. It was like 
obviously you're nervous and tight first race of the year and then it just got super rutty it because you know we had the rain before so it was really rutty and soft and then like the whoops after the finish were just insane i couldn't get through those things and that that was the toughest race for sure it was a1 i struggled with that one i didn't feel comfortable and um all the other ones haven't been too bad but the a1 was like dang it was it was tough yeah, it was pretty brutal. I mean, watching it, TJ, like that track just was way, yeah, way more uh, aggressive than most A1s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lad, yeah. I, I got one more thing, and then I think we're gonna we've got a caller that wants to talk to you. But the, back to the YouTube channel. Uh, recently, look, you've done a lot of bike giveaways for kids, and recently you helped out Chris Morrison. Talk about that a little bit, how that came about. And just like we've talked to you many times about your giving personality, man. It's really awesome what you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, the I did a um, – I usually every year try to give a bike away or do something and give back a little bit. And um, my good friend Chris, who actually films all the little giveaways and stuff, he, he just films for fun. Like he's actually a stuntman in the stunt industry. Oh, cool. And anyway, so he uh, was actually going to a race uh, day in the dirt, and he went to go in the morning, and then his van was completely gone. Some guy just stole his van in it. Wow. You know, he loaded it the night before and it had everything in it, like, because he was going for like a two or three day trip, you know, the barbecue, dirt bike, camera, equipment, like everything. It was fully packed. And then the guy just took off with everything. So uh, that was a big upset for him. And then, of course, insurance is never easy to deal with. And then so he didn't have a bike for like a good couple months. And then he's just like, man, they're just so expensive now. You know, it's 12 grand for a new bike, and this and that. And then so I was like, ah, you know, I, I thought. I wasn't in, in town at the time. I was in um, Florida. So I was like, well, in my head, I was thinking, okay, well, if I get back to California, he still doesn't have a bike, then I'll get him one. So, yeah, I, I just uh, I picked him up one from AEO Motorsports and then, um, and then yeah, surprised him. And then if you watch the video, you've seen we kind of messed with him. And, yeah. Um, but, it was, of course, it's just always – it's like something always happens and – I when I called him, he was going to go look at a two-stroke because it was cheaper, and you know, and then I had to try and get him not to buy that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man, you, dude. You're just really a great guy. Before we get Hal on, we have one one more question. Come on, it's okay. No, I, we weren't supposed to say who it is. Oh, he, you already uh, said it. No, I didn't. I said when we were we weren't recording. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter now. Go ahead. Way to go, TJ. TJ ruined it. Go ahead. I ruined it. Anyway. <laughs> It, uh, the State Farm Jake on YouTube wants to know if you know the brand, the cowboy hat your, your mechanic wears and why he doesn't wear it on race days. Yeah, so that's actually a funny story. The, uh, you know, big corporate world, he's not allowed to wear the cowboy hat on race day. So he would if he could, but I don't even know the brand. I don't know yeah. any of that stuff. Okay. Right, but right. Uh, every, he rocks it every day at yeah. uh, the practice track. Yeah, I saw the the video where you uh, or maybe it was Sarah was like, "Hey, there's a there's a, a, a we found a girl for you," and she was like a young girl kid that was in a cowboy hat, and it was just awkward. <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, no, he, that was like, no, he's been like hanging out with her and stuff. Like oh. that's like, yeah, no, she's she's been a, a few of the races, and then so we always give him crap, and then so when we seen it, yeah, we we were like, "Hey, there's your chick." Oh, she and then he got young. all nervous. So no, he's he's been he's been talking to her for a while. Okay, okay. She looked like like I on the video I thought she was like a kid, like a you know. <laughs> yeah, no, she's like twenty or something. Wow, okay. All right, well we do have a, a caller for you. Let's see. Caller, are you there? 
Yeah, caller's here. Caller, what? who is this? What do you want? <laughs> I want to talk to Dean Wilson. Well, you're talking to him. <laughs> hey, Dean, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not too much yourself. Yeah, man, this is Hal. Oh, it's Hal. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. What's going on? How's things? Hey, dude. I've got a couple of uh, I got a couple of questions for you. Let's hear it. All right, hey, so um, man, you've uh, you've been out in Cali working up the uh, practice for the West Coast rounds. Uh, the dirt's about to change. You guys, get, you live in Florida, you're outdoor, so you can only assume that you know when we get east, uh, Dean Wilson's going to come on. We're eleventh in point. That the earth, the dirt is going to come your way. Uh, do you feel the momentum building? I feel it. Do you feel? It? I do. I do. See, well, first off, how is how is the uh, my biggest supporter? So, right. you know, how can be a bit biased at times, but no, nah. I really do feel the momentum coming. I I believe I'm going to get some good results coming up here, and uh, reason being, um, I think. Uh, I just I'm writing too good during the week for it not to happen on the weekend. So it's going to happen, and uh, yeah, um, I, we're going to see some some good results for sure. Thank you. One more, Hal. Give him one more. All right. Okay. This is a big one, man. So, Dean, you know uh, you're an icon in the sport. You're you're a young man, but for the American motocross scene, you know, we help. We do have a good extra program. Uh, kids are hitting Florida, but we don't seem to be able to compete with the Europeans. Now, indoors, we got them, we got them covered. But outdoors, they are at. Well, the same thing happened back in the 70s. Roger DeCoster comes over, takes care of it, and for decades, we're in front of the Europeans. Now, Dean Wilson, you're the new Roger DeCoster. What are you going to do? You're in charge of the of the future of American motocross. What are you going to do, Dean, to put us back on the Oh, uh, what am I going to do? Well, I don't think I'm classified as an American, though. That's the That's problem. What, I was I was sitting that go. I was just waiting to see the answer here. Care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, speaking of outdoors, I'm not really. Um, I'm kind of going off the question a little bit, but my big, I'm looking forward to outdoors this year because, um, you know, Nations is going to be at Redbud this year. So yeah. I really want to do Nations um, at Redbud. That would just be sick. I haven't done it since 2017 and we got on the box there, which was sick. And then, uh, 2018 was like the mud one. It was the sand race. I never went there, but they ended up, st we still got on the box and then, uh, uh no sorry that was 2019 i can't remember what happened yeah. in 2018 and then 20 was canceled right and the right. 21 was last year then so the so i would love to do red bud that'd be a that'd be sick it's a track i'm familiar with and uh it would just it would just be you know nice to to try and get and another designations all right well, Hal. you know i i am a united states marine so i'm authorized in part of you citizen you are now an american <laughs> how, how we gotta let you go man the phone's breaking up real bad but uh appreciate you calling in we know you're dino's biggest supporter and we love you brother how's the man thanks Hal. we'll see you soon uh, 
down, baby. Podium bounds. <laughs> we, we love how, but yeah, his signal was bad, man. Sorry yep, about that, Dave. I was cutting out super yeah. bad. Yeah, so to the listeners, we apologize, but it's our boy Hal. We had to let him go. All right, Dino, we're going to let you go, man. Uh, really appreciate you. You always have time for us. I don't think you've ever said no. Um, and we, we, we love talking to you and supporting you, man. We, we look for you to get closer and closer to that podium. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. We'll see you. I'll see you in mini, man. Okay, cool. All right. Take see care. you guys. Later, Dean. Bye. All right. Appreciate Dean Wilson coming on. Uh, we are going to – we still got a couple more minutes left, so – what do you guys want to talk about for the next four minutes? Anything? Got the next topic? four minutes? No, yeah. not <laughs> top of my head. No. Let's but. talk about our sponsors real quick. How about uh, Works Connection? Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps's goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public with products like industry standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more. It's hard to imagine you not going to WorksConnection.com so you two can have what the pros use. Scotty, you got any works connection stuff on your bike? No. Bro, so I switched to KTM. I'll tell a works connection story. I switched to KTM here recently because my son's on KTMs, and it gives me an extra parts bike for him because, like, literally that's what it's become. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't ride right now because my head pipe is on his bike. You know, one of those kind of things. (laughs) I had this works connection makes this very inexpensive but almost irreplaceable part. It's a little billet end cap that replaces where the brake where the the clamp that holds the brake on Mm -hmm. and it has rubber on that side so if you wreck the master cylinder will slide instead of break your lever you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i'm with you i think yeah i have had the same exact one going on maybe 13 to 14 years like when they first came out with that little piece however long that's been about the little plastic it, it, it's like a billet. It's a red. It, yeah, it's a red billet piece, and it has. Oh, it's pla- billet. Okay. And then underneath it, it has a piece of like plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have those, but I thought I thought I had those from like stock for some reason. I'm no, they, they they they're billet red, and oh, they made different. One, I'm thinking of then. Yeah, they're made by Worst Connection, and I literally had. And I was when I sold my that Suzuki, that last one I had, I took it off. Yeah. And then. I don't I can't put it on the cow, on the KTMs because they're different, but I still have it in my tool. I just talk about how good a quality that their products are. You know what I mean? Like I've had that same exact piece for, like I said, probably close to thirteen years, maybe more. I, yeah, probably more than that. So that's, that's cool. Worst collection cool. rules, man. We love uh, love those guys. So Eric, Eric's on board. And yeah, he sent me a bunch of stuff for my Blue Crew that I still haven't seen. Maybe you don't Hattie, have Maybe yet, Hattie so. is right. Maybe they're tricking me. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But no, it's a half left. I'm like actually starting to get depressed. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to cut. My you hair. actually wore it down this weekend. Yeah, which was, was which is weird because I was ragging you. Everybody said something about that. Like, oh, one final one final joy ride, and like, yeah. oh, it was so funny. There was a yeah. lot of talking, dude. Oh, I I can't believe like anybody that's listening to this, any of the, the listeners that I met, like, dude, that was so rad. I met so many listeners. You're so cool. Well, Moving on, way way more. <laughs> Than we've ever met before, so it's it's cool to see that people are listening. You know? Yeah, no, right. for real though. Like like at least at least like eight times, somebody's like, "Dude, that's Dark Side." And like walking through the pits, walking through the stadium. Look, look at the look on his face. He's well, all I like, mean, yeah. it happened a lot when you weren't with me too, and I was just like, people in the stadium, people in the pits, and it, it's like they're listening, man. It's cool, uh, you know. Yeah. Listen to the po- the wrap up show. Listen to this show, uh, and we appreciate it. it. Means a lot, you know. And like coming up, Dallas. Like Jake, Jake's coming to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and 
I think he he made. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. They're going to want to meet you at the pulp show, right? I, I was about to say. I don't know if I'm supposed to say, but they are. Steve is trying to put a pulp show together, a live show for Dallas, and I won't be there. Yeah, Jake knows that already. Is it because you don't? Because you're like like you don't like. This Steve is my anymore? Ta- This is my city. This is you do what you want. Be, there's going to be a a Moto X Pod show live show oh, from the great. hotel room. It'd be great actually doing that one. We'll just time. have all the listeners over to the hotel. Yeah, both of them. We'll just do it in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do one of those true, like the true by Hilton we were at with the pool table. With the pool yeah. table, yeah. just pop. One pile. pool table, we'll have a tournament with all our listeners. That'd be great. <laughs> like, no, I think Steve's trying to do a, a live show in Dallas. And yeah, it's my parents' 50th anniversary party that night. My sister scheduled it. That's the Friday she picked. She's working with a lot of schedules. And I was like, look, I'm not in town couple times i could make this one 50 years so, is a long time it it's, is. it's actually something to celebrate if it was like 47 yeah yeah right you right, can skip right. that one yeah so i'm gonna miss the <laughs> if there is a pulp show in dallas i will be missing that but i'll be at the race probably be at press day we'll see uh but yeah it's cool just the listeners are starting to they're just they're yeah. growing like we can see it physically see it in the numbers see it at the events that people are and I have to give a lot of that credit is to Steve. You know, people can give shit all they want about him busting my balls. Yeah. So many listen people listen to Pulp that they find out about this show because of him messing with me. I need to start putting hashtags pony pod on our videos. No, you don't. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like the pony pod thing because I feel yeah, like it takes it happens, away from though. you guys. Like they're like, Oh, you should just name it the pony pod. It's like I no, don't it's care. not that's first of all, that's a terrible name. It's a terrible for a podcast. Name. Well, I wouldn't say name it, but I'm just but saying like it's I like a nickname. I don't like it because it's not my show. It's our show. Oh, that's I don't fair. really care. You're so you're, you're such a good guy. Well, fine. Both of you are fired. It's dark <laughs> from now on. This is Dark Side MX. <laughs> but TJ's <laughs> <laughs> taking his headphones Exit off. Exit out of the YouTube. Boom. Out. All right, let's yeah. take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Kristen Beat. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. 
For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you, as always. All right, next up, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles has grown into one of the top privateer goggle companies in the business with writers like Kyle Chisholm, Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, as well as many of the top GNCC guys like Craig DeLong. They all choose X-Brand with multiple lines to choose from. Visit xbrand.com or go to your local dealership, and X-Brand is distributed through WPS, so go find them. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us Kristen B. What's up, Kristen? Hey, how are you guys? We're doing good. Uh, good to get you on here. I didn't. I finally got to meet you at Glendale, but it was very brief because practice was starting. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're excited to get you on here. You've been uh, working with a lot of different series over the years. You were with Supercross right now. You did Hoosier Arena Cross. You did American Flat Track, Enduro Cross. But I want to know, like, how, what's your background? How did you get into this? <laughs> That's funny. So I kind of stumbled into it. I was interning for Wasserman Media Group when I was in college because I was actually getting my law degree. And I started working for motocross.com because there was an internship opening. And my brother was racing as a fill-in writer for the motocross or motoworld.com team okay. at the time. And to be honest, like I'm more like I grew up more of a stick and ball sports kind of girl just because, you know, I I went to public school. My brother always raced and I was always into motorcycles because they were at our house. But like traveling to races was expensive and my parents didn't do the homeschool thing with us. So like I would stay home with my mom, my dad and my brother kind of did the racing thing. So like I always grew up around bikes, but I wasn't so much a part of the industry and the racing as much as other families may have been. But um, yeah, so uh, when the internship opened up at motocross.com, I figured it was a good partnership with Wasserman Media Group, which I eventually wanted to work for as, you know, sports, a sports manager, sports representation. I wanted to be in sports litigation. That's what I was going to college for at the time. Um, I started writing articles for them and it made sense too, because I then got to be with my brother on the weekends. I got to travel with my dad. I finally kind of got to be a part of what they were doing. Um, and it was just like a really interesting internship that I was a part of. I got to work with Steve Astafin, who's still a close friend and someone that I look up to immensely. He's um, Ken Roxon's manager. And when I had that internship, I got a call from Fuel TV, which at the time was the Action Sports Channel, right? Yep, yep. Um, yeah. And so they were like, hey, we have a girl who's out sick. We were told you'd be good for TV. And I legit thought it was a joke. I thought I was getting punked. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting punked right now. Yeah. Um, and they were like, do you want to do TV? And I was like, no, like I legit almost hung up. Like I was in between college classes at that point, And I'm like, someone at Wasserman thinks this is funny. Like, um, you know, Travis or somebody is calling me and this is a joke for them. Um, she calls back again. Like, as I was like very abruptly, she's like, Hey, listen, like someone said that you're really good with the sport, you know, um, motorcycles. We have a freestyle motocross competition. You have to ask three questions and it's going to pay you $2,000. And my jaw dropped. And this is like a yeah. poor college. Like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and so I was like, oh, really? Okay, tell me when. Like, yeah. say less. I'll be there. Right. Um, 
so I, you know, I did the one show and it wasn't something I instantly loved. I actually really was terrified about being in front of a camera, but what I loved is that I got to tell a story. Right. And like, I love talking with people. I love telling stories. I love getting to know people. Like I'm that person that takes two hours at the grocery store. Cause I'm talking to a lady <laughs> in the produce aisle about like her dog that's in the cart. Like I'm that person. So uh, yeah, they, um, it, it just kind of started to spiral and I was asked to do more and more and I fell in love with it. And I, I took my LSATs. I got accepted to Pepperdine and to Harvard to go to grad school. And I turned it down because as a senior, I ended up getting a call from Speed Vision and from someone who knew someone at NASCAR. And they were like, hey, we need a role for Miss Sprint Cup. And in the back of my head, I was like, okay, I'll go do this Miss Sprint Cup thing in racing. And it was like a TV slash promo position. Right, right. I'll make enough money. I'll make enough money right out of college. I'll go back to grad school, have law school paid for, and like, I'll be set. And then, you know, a year into it, I'm getting another offer and another offer and another offer. And then I got an offer in traditional sports and I went and I moved to Michigan and like I was covering college football and it just, I loved telling stories so much. It got to a point where I couldn't walk away. And like, I joke around like during COVID when sports shut down, I'm like, I'm going back to law school. This is <laughs> right, why I right. got to law school to begin with. I'm poor again. Like we don't have any sports to cover, but I mean, like my heart's in it and I couldn't walk away from it. So I think sometimes like fate comes into play right so um i i kind of fell into it i didn't really choose it it chose me that's awesome i love <laughs> that yeah Kristen, we have a listener online who has a question wants to know what type of homework do you do during the week to prepare for the storylines for the broadcast oh really okay um that's yeah that's a very good question so i read racer x i listen to podcasts i i mean i have um some contacts obviously and i'll like reach out to them and talk to them about racing daniel blair and i bench race like every other who, day i'm who, calling who, who is that <laughs> yeah i've never heard of him yeah, who's daniel don't... blair yeah. who's, who's oh that's a real short guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> has, to, has to stand on a box hey, hey he's still taller than me so we can't, oh. we can't yeah, it's, it's okay we, we can we can make fun of him yes yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so sorry. Yeah, I, I've been with him during the week and um, I, I'm constantly talking to people. I'm taking notes. I lo- I'm a huge stats girl. I love numbers. I'm a nerd like that. So every week we get a media guide that Pete Richards prepares for us. He is um, the SX research department. And then we also get a media guide prepared to us by Clinton Fowler, who is incredible. Yes. And I review those notes. I try to look at, you know, trends and uh, yeah. So I, I, try to study and consume as much media as possible. And then I also, I watch a lot of traditional sports still. So I'm still watching hockey. I'm watching football. I'm watching the interviews and I watch a lot of like Fox and ESPN because I think there's so much you could learn from the sport, but then you can also learn from other people in your position. So like I watch a lot of Jamie Airedale. I watch a lot of Melanie Collins. So you're watching Uh, the other sports, not to watch the sports, but to watch the other broadcasters on the sport, like studying them. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Danny, that's what Daniel talks about too, with like yeah. watching Tony Romo and the, the, those yeah. guys to learn from. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's a much more elevated sport, you know, a lot more viewers. You know, it's just at a different level than us. So, yeah. What, what you got, Scotty? Oh, so it's kind of what we're talking about right now. So I, I know you've done other stuff. I don't know if you've done anything outside of racing, but how does, how does Supercross compare in difficulty to cover than other things that you've done? Yeah, so I did a lot of college football. I did Red Wings hockey up in Detroit. I covered a few Lions games when I was working in that market. Um, And the reason that every time something has came up in motorsports, I've jumped at it 
is because of the accessibility. The athletes in motorsports are so accessible compared to football, baseball, basketball, mm. even. And um, for me too, I like that. Um, and you guys may not see it as much anymore because the sport has progressed so much. But uh, compared to NASCAR or compared to you know other four wheel sports, nowadays those sports there's no combine, there's no coming up. You don't have to do well at Loretta's first. Like there's a lot of bi ride programs and four wheel racing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas in motocross, there are still a lot of riders that are riding based on pure talent alone. And I love being able to cover that. So in in that sense, um, I think the way motocross and supercross compares to maybe like a four-wheel sport, I like that there is still an emphasis on body performance. Whereas if you compare it to like football, baseball, basketball, whatever – uh, the accessibility to the athletes and the stories are very different too. So I love covering all sports, to be honest. Like, again, I love telling stories and I love learning about people. But for me, like motocross, supercross is just like home. So, yeah. you know, it, yeah. We'll probably eventually lose you like we did Jenny Taft, though. They always take our stars. No. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? So true story. Um, there are not a lot of kind women in this industry. That is the one thing I have learned. Like it is very competitive. There are not a lot of women who are willing to like go and meet you for coffee and give you advice. Oh wow! Jenny Taft is a gem. Jenny Taft is a human who like when I was filling in for monster cup, she was so gracious. She called me and like, to be honest, I was afraid cause I knew I should ask her her advice. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, Jenny Taft, like she's not going to want to talk to me. She called me and she goes, Hey, how are you feeling about it? Here are my notes. Here's some things that I do before a race. Like this is when I put on my makeup during the day because I know I'm not going to have time after this point. And I'm just sitting here and like, I had girls who I had like filled in before who like ran me through the mud before I got there. And then wow. Jenny Taft was calling me and she's like, wow. Like she is just she is as beautiful as a human on the outside as she is on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet her a couple of times. She's very sweet. Go ahead, TJ. Well, mm-hmm. real quick, we have a listener question, but I had a real quick, you're talking about other hosts and stuff like that and people in the industry. How do you keep up with the energy, energy of Joseph Allen? Awesome. <laughs> I, I love Joseph. Yes. And I think it's really great because he reminds me. Um, and I know, you know, I don't know if you guys watch NASCAR, but he reminds mm-hmm. me of Michael Waltrip a lot. Like he reminds me of Mikey I mean, parallel and his energy is just so genuine and pure. And he actually knows the racing too. Yeah. And I think it's so cool because like, clearly like he's a musician, like he want he's a singer. He was on, you know, NBC's golden buzzard. That's like his career trajectory. Like someday he's going to be selling like a billion albums and be a billboard, you know, superstar. Right. But right now he's getting to do something that he enjoys. He's like, you know, and he's, he's learning as he goes. And I think it's so cool to see him evolve as not just a singer, but now a performer, because that's what he does on race day live. Like he's yes. a performer. Yes, yeah. he is. And he's great. He's really good yeah. when he's on the floor, hyping up right before well, the gate drops, I all that stuff. He's week, amazing. I told him last week that I went to a one yeah. and I was up in the press box for during race day live during qualifying all that. And I just kept hearing this voice when the bikes weren't running down on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is this guy that is so freaking hyped? Yes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'd see him on race day live for a second. Like, who is that guy? He is so exciting. Yes. That I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. And like, then you, you told me his name, TJ. And I looked him up yeah. later and I was like, and then I, I told him last week, like, you kind of make me mad. Because you're like like Daniel Blair. Yes. You're so good at what you're doing on TV. Then you sing like an angel, and you made me cry. And, and like Daniel <laughs> yeah. can sing. He can ride dirt bikes. He's good at broadcasting, and that makes me mad. That's not fair. Why I do you did, have so I much know. talent? 
he is so talented. And what's cool too is like I don't I've watched Race Day Live on occasion in the past. And this is like no, you know, everyone on Race Day Live who has ever been on Race Day Live is uber talented, so yeah. freaking talented. But there is a special energy about the group that we have right now with Dan Hubbard, Daniel Blair, even Zach. And, you know, Joseph and myself, we're all actually friends. Like during the week, we're in group texts and we send each other memes and we're like, and I've, I've talked to people at Feld about this. Like that's not happened before. Like they haven't had a crew that actually like wants to go and have a beer the night before a race or like wants to race with us. And it, we just have a very special, very cool energy. It's fun. Like we have fun. We have another listener question asking about who's your favorite privateer to talk to. Ooh, that's tough. Um, is it just cause you just don't want to like make somebody like feel bad cause you don't like talking to them and they think you do. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say me? No, yeah. no. So, um, I love talking to Preston Taylor because he comes from arena cross. Um, I don't he know if hurt. you consider. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he had a rough get off. I like talking to Kevin Moran's because to me, Kevin Moran's is like that little engine that could, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he's, he's just, He's, not, he's out there and he's trying and he's going for it. And then I also, I mean, I love talking to Jared Steinke. I'm friends with his girlfriend, Shawnee. And so um, I like stopping by their pit because they always have animals there. Like one weekend they had a <laughs> right. raccoon there. Um, and I got to pet a raccoon. The other, you know, they always have the dogs there. So I enjoy <laughs> I bring, so I have a fanny pack. He and brought a raccoon to Supercross? Well, he didn't, but someone he was friends with did. And it was really cool. Sorry. Sorry. That just caught me off guard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and like, so my, I, I wear a fanny packs. So like, I'm always on the go. I put like little snacks in there. I now bring like dog treats because there's a lot of the privateers <laughs> that have dogs. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. I'll stop by the pits and I'll be like, ooh, who wants a treat? And with uh, <laughs> one of the treats out of my fanny pack. That's awesome. So, like, that's like, a, to me, like, I, I get my coffee in the morning and then I'll do a pit walk before we have our production meeting and I'll start with the privateers because that gives me more puppy petting time. And then I kind of make my way to the factory tents after that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a, a toss up between those three okay. privateers. They always have dogs there. That's good answers. That's uh, That was funny because uh, Jared Steinke and Kevin Rands were two of the people that I, well, a few people that I actually got to interview on race day. So was, yeah. Yeah, they were both really cool. Um, so, oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was awesome. So, so my, my question is, so we heard, we talked to Zach actually at, in the pits on Saturday. And the thing mm-hmm. that caught him the most off guard was the fact that they're like talking to him while he's having to talk in front of the camera. And it like threw mm-hmm. him off. He wasn't, he said he wasn't ready for that the first time. And I just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to know what, what your trick was to dealing with that. It's just, is it just time to get used to it or oh, kind of, I didn't, you, you thought I dealt with it. Thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> because <in my> opinion, <laughs> I watched the show back and I cringe like, and I don't want to like sound really dramatic, but I'm an emotional person. I cry a lot. Like I cry <laughs> a lot. Um, so do I. <laughs> right. So to Joseph I, Allen. Uh, I, the, the minute the show was over, I was in tears. I ran to the bathroom. I was crying. The, the NBC show I filled in. Yeah. And I just felt like I didn't do a good job. And like, I know, and it, you know, they tell you don't go on the chat rooms, but I do. And like, I wasn't mad because I was embarrassed. I wasn't mad because like I didn't do a good job. I was mad because the stories that I wanted to tell I wanted to have impact. I wanted someone who had never watched Supercross before to now have a sense of what Eli Tomek had been through, what Christian Craig had been through, what Jason Anderson is like. Like I wanted people to have a good lens and scope of what these athletes are really like, because I think sometimes, you know, when we're on the podcast during the week, like we get so used to these athletes and who they are as a, as a person, we forget to remind fans like of what they're like and what they've been through. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I watched a show and I'm like, 
you can barely hear me. What, you know, and I'm expletives in my head. And the first hit, especially, I kind of got bobbled in what I was saying. And yes, that was a countdown issue. So there was a timing error in the truck and they were counting me out. And like, I practice things in my head. I'm a perfectionist. Like I knew exactly what timing I had. I knew I had 30 seconds left, but I'm suddenly getting counted down from 10. And then at two, I'm being told, sorry, never mind. You have 15 left to go or like something and I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, I just wrapped it. Do I need two more points? I need two more points. Let me fill the extra 15 seconds. And like, these are all things that I think, you know, there's so much going on in the background for everybody involved in these yeah. shows. Like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, y'all, it's fine. Like, people were apologizing to me. And I was like, you guys, it's fine. Like, there's so much going on for people on the other side. But the only bad part of that is like me and Zach are on the side that is seen, right? So like, people just look at me and Zach and they're like, you guys underperformed yeah. and it sucks because like, I know what Zach's capable of too. And in my shoes, like there was very few people who other than the sound issues we were having, which by the way, Nat sounds were turned up. I had a buddy of mine who's like an audio guy and he's like, it sounded like you were in a tunnel. He's like, I know you don't talk soft because an American flat track, they have to turn me down. Um, and he was like, no, that's what I, I don't know enough about the audio side of things. I should, but apparently nap sound is when they take like the, um, the sounds that's in the stadiums and there's a, a guy who does mixing, right? So there's yeah, yeah. like stadium sound or whatever. My mic was turned way down and so was Zach's and stadium sound was turned like way up. So nap sound was way up. So that was more like an audio mixing thing. And it sucks because people are like, why is she whispering? And I'm like, no, yeah. that's just my natural voice. But like everything else was like way up higher. Um, so that kind of sucks. But uh, in the same like breath too, that was such a cool experience. And I'm so glad I got to work through that because like, even though I cried for an hour in the shower afterwards, like that made me a stronger reporter. I came at it the next weekend and I'm like, I want to show the guys on Vital and next that I don't suck, that like I have a big girl voice and I'm going to come in and blow their ears out next week. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about that a little bit, uh, you know, texting about it or whatever. And like those people that say that talk trash, talk shit, they're going to talk shit no matter what. Like you can't like, the, your your colleagues have told you you can't look at that stuff and you got to ignore it, which is difficult. Um, and I think I mentioned and I talked to Daniel about this in the past and RC. Like, if I there's not a chance on this planet that I could do what you guys do because I cannot multitask. So if Bondo <laughs> is in my ear counting or somebody's counting down, I'll be like, what? Wait, what? Dude, stop he talking gets to so me. frustrated. Yeah, I, I can't. Hear. TJ's sitting across from me. And if he starts <laughs> messing with the camera, I'm like, dude, what are you doing yeah. in the middle of the show? Like, I'll be over here adjusting the camera <laughs> yeah, to make I, sure I get the best quality possible. And he'll just go like, off stop. on me in like, the middle of the, like, of the podcast. No it's, it's great. It's I, from what I've been told, like people get used to it. And I like guess. I was, and to me, like it wasn't so much that he was in my ear. It was that my brain is such a perfectionist. I was thinking, how do I get out of this eloquently? How do I? Get out? And yeah. then I was like, wait, fifteen more after that. And so it was literally like getting on an off ramp and having to hop back on the highway to get off at the next exit. And uh, it, but it taught me a really good lesson. I hate that I had to learn it on national TV, but it taught me a really good lesson. And now, like, I feel now if I'm in any other situation in the future, I'm so ready for it. Like, if that happens, I just stay cool. And I'm like, this happened to me before. I know what to do. I just should close out and toss it on over to Zach. Don't worry about filling the extra 15 seconds. Don't yeah. listen to that. On You know, like, don't try to re-pick it back up. So, you know, you learn. You learn. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, I think you did a good job. That was at A2, right? You, where yeah. you had the... Yeah, yeah, the night show and that. Yeah, good for you. Though. I, I think you did a good job. And 
It's not. Happen. It's not all your fault because the sound guys, like the beginning of the broadcast this week, they didn't even have the voice sound for like the first two minutes of the broadcast. So. Yeah, there's all. There seems to be an issue with something, whether it be at nationals or here. Like every week, there's always just, there's a lot going on that people don't realize. Krista, we yeah. probably have more listener questions than we normally have for guests, <laughs> but the one, the best one so far is Slim Smith wants to know Slim if you Smith. will marry him. Oh. Yeah, just, <laughs> so that brings me to a point. Well, <laughs> so h- how is it dealing with people coming up to you like Jamie, who Who's just Jamie? like you, dark side, oh, dark side. Yeah. 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 Comes up to you and like, you, you like hitting on you. I know he, I know how he treats all the other girls <laughs> in the pits. Like, what like how is that dealing about? with that? Oh, on a week that red. He told, oh, that's hilarious. If you could see him on the camera, which we have it on him right now, he is glowing red and blushing a little bit, but, <laughs> but how is that dealing with, because we know writers can be a little edgy at times, but I guess growing up well, around it. It's like one day, and if like any writers get to listen to this, like y'all, one day I'm going to like do a screenshot slideshow of the DMs. The DMs oh, wow. Um, but, but here's the thing, like I don't get offended by it. I know like there are some chicks who will like get all offended by it. I'm so used to it. Like when I was working in football or like, you know, basketball, the guys would say things and like I used to kind of get my feathers ruffled and I'm like, how dare they think I would be like that? Yeah. Um, now, like because, and again, racing is home. Like the things that guys in the paddock say that are motocross guys, they make me laugh it makes me like honestly it's flattering i don't it it's always a joke it makes it it creates a really fun friendly conversation with them and like i don't take it personal i think it's funny like i let it go in one ear and out the other if i'm being honest i have seen some of those screenshots because we are friends with like brady bowers and diana dogren and some of the wives and and, and we've, you know, well, I'll ask him, we've had, like, uh, we, we do girl shows all the time and, and like, Hey, like what's the worst thing that's happened, you know, with the fan for the monster girls, you know, or the, the DMS and they're like, yeah, they'll, they'll show some of that stuff. And it's pretty mm-hmm. mind blowing, uh, what some dudes will send. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of these days, like we should all just get together and like blow them out and like scream about it. That would be, so, that could be fun. That yeah. could be, that would be a They're great Instagram like, account. Like yeah. just a, a random Instagram Ooh. account that we could start. Yeah. And then we get Moto the ladies DMs. of Moto, Moto and, DMs, Moto that's, DMs. Oh, and then crazy. they send them to you and we just post them. We have to I'm, blur I'm, probably I'm a bunch of them. that Instagram account as soon as this show's over. <laughs> would be so funny. And like, and the funniest thing is like some of the things they say, like they know that there's not a chance. Like they know, but yeah. like they'll still try well, and like, God like bless him. Slim Smith just yeah. just just commented. Wants her to marry him. Ones, yeah, he said she didn't say no, and then <laughs> and then Jake said, "So you're yeah. saying there's yeah. a chance?" So yeah. So Kristen, I do every. I haven't done it in a while, but every once in a while on Instagram, I do uh, the better half is what I call it, and I'll get like Zacho and Brittany, or Cal yeah. and Brittany, or, or whatever you know, husband wife, boyfriend girlfriend from the industry. And we'll do basically like the dating game. And I'll ask each one a question okay. and I've already got their, their spouse's responses, but I had Diana Dahlgren and uh, Ryan on and I asked mm-hmm. Ryan, I was like, dude, when you started dating Diana, what was the hate like? I said, because you have to understand that we all thought we could get her and then you <laughs> took her away and we don't like you. And you know, he yeah. was laughing. So, and it really is like, we all think. We have a chance. Well, he's, he wasn't a moto dude, so like, like <laughs> right. it just it just but knocked still, out all the moto dudes. Miss Supercross from us, like, no, she's yeah. ours. But anyway, so I <laughs> I get it. But he he laughed and she laughed, and uh, I definitely know how that stuff goes. That's pretty pretty rough. But uh, you seem to be handling it the the uh, well, right? It's not bothering too bad. 
No, like, honestly, it's, it's funny to me. Yeah. And like, everyone is now kind of becoming a friend. And I think like, cool. to some degree, because that's why I'm here. Like, I don't want to be the bad guy reporter. Like, I want to be friends with these people and have yep. like genuine, that's what I've done in every sport I've covered. Like, I'm still t- watching Supercross. I'm getting texts from Brian Smith, Jared Knees, like all the guys from American Flat Track. And they're like telling me like, hey, calm down, like talk louder. Like, they're like, focused <laughs> and bad friends to me yeah and that's why what supercross eventually becomes like i want to be friends with these people because i'm not here because i i want to be on tv i'm here because i want to tell their story and you can only do that if they're your friend or if you really know them you know i like it so i only have a few more things where we don't have a whole lot more time with you i did tell you i texted you about this earlier made sure it was okay to ask because i did get a, a dm question and they somebody wanted to know if you are still with uh cole Irvin. He, he's a baseball player that you were uh involved with is that are you still tied up yeah, well, I mean, so <laughs> wasn't for me, I, I, Scotty. No, no chance, Slim. Slim, you're off the you're off the line. Well, I mean, like I can honestly see why someone would ask that. Yeah, and to some degree, in the past, like I've been super, super open about my personal life. Lately, I have not been. And like my thing is like everyone at my age is still navigating life, right? So like what I experienced in the past year was like not unusual. Um, it's just an unusual number of people were super curious about it. Yeah. And like this notes version, like me and Cole are still, or me and Cole are together, back together. We aren't married. Dan Hubbard accidentally said that in the oh. Oakland show. Yeah, and yeah. I was getting blown up. I have like 22 people like, did you and Cole get married? And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, like, we're like, we're back together. Like yeah. this is, um, and like, I can understand why people were confused, but, um, you know, in the last year, like me and Cole, had a lot of growing up like in the last year we we took time um and you guys you're in sports right so like shortly after cole kind of like got called up to the big leagues like our lives changed a ton like imagine you like i was kind of forced and like i'll be completely honest like everyone everyone like close to us knows this knows this about me but like i was kind of forced into this role of being a baseball girlfriend that i wasn't ready for Mm. like i come from very humble roots like I, I love horses. I love living in North Carolina. Like this is, it was a big jump and like big league life was really different. And like selfishly, like I didn't want to be at every game. I, I and I love supercross wives. I love, you know, all the player wives that I work with. They're awesome. But that life is not necessarily for me. And like, it's, I respect so much the wives that like have side hustles. Cause I think it's so rad of them kind of like how I am now, but like, to be a baseball wife, there's so much travel and you like, you have to live where they're at for spring training and you have to live where they're at for the season. And like, uh, to be completely honest, like I didn't want to live in Philadelphia or Oakland and that's where he was playing at the time. And like, (laughs) don't blame you. Right. And like, (laughs) I like, I, I didn't want to be a part of that life. And like, he had expectations for me to kind of be a part of that life and like to give up some of the life that I had worked so hard to attain for myself. And we just, we were at different places. Like we were at completely different places at not the right time. Um, and he was trying, like when guys get called up to the big leagues, like instantly they're trying to, you know, keep up with the locker room guys, the guys who are driving the guys that are going to parties and like that, like Michael has always been like country and grounded. And like all of a sudden, like his life is going really fast. Right. So like, I kind of took a step back. And during that time, I mean, like I tried dating, like it didn't work out. Like everyone's always like, Oh, there's a ton of fish in the sea. And I'm just like, no, there's a lot of garbage. Like there's a lot of garbage out there. Yeah, sure. Um, And then like, I tried to kind of focus on me and, um, during that time that we kind of took off, I think that 
people interpreted it as like, oh, maybe they're still together. Maybe they're not together. But um, we, we did take some time off. And I think it's good to note, too, like we let God's plan kind of play out. And like we did end up coming back together because during that time, we both realized what we needed to learn how to compromise. Like I needed to learn how to not be so independent. I needed to learn how to like give some, you know, too, where it's like, it's not just going to be my life. This is our life together. And we want to try to kind of work through things. I know this is like a lot. That's you, okay. You guys are, no, that's fine. Not like, no, we're like, not I, the I, normal moto show. Yeah. We actually get... Uh, talk to a lot of wives. <laughs> yeah. Talk to them like people behind yeah. the scenes. That's yeah, kind of so what we. It's interesting to hear. Yeah, you're all this. part of it, TJ. Yeah. It's not normal well, at all. She kind of grew back into this like very humble, compassionate person. I think in the infancy of his big league career, he kind of lost. And like at the same time, too, he kind of learned how to cheer for me, also, cool. which is cool. So now we're just kind of like this super couple. We cheer for each other. We have a really cool kind of lifestyle where like I'll fly back there for a week. Like when he has a day off, he'll come out here and like we learn to make it work. And it's so cool because it's like not every story is like a straight trajectory, right? Sure. So like not every time when you meet someone, is it going to be like, okay, straight down the aisle, things are working out great. Like working <laughs> through things and like growing together is such a huge part of like developing relationships, especially in sports, like yeah. learning how work with your partner on those things so it's like now we just cheer for each other and it's awesome so right. i'm sorry guys yeah, no, <laughs> does, does that make you want to look at baseball jobs no i don't want <laughs> any, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> i mean so i was actually offered um two baseball jobs two years ago because i was in between jobs at the time one was with the reds and i also got offered one with the rays um and i turned both down not because of like coal or anything but like it baseball is not a sport i'm super interested in if i were to ever venture out of two-wheel racing i'd probably go back to football just because that to me was like the second most fun sport i've ever covered yep um in some ways in some ways it would be great if i could create a schedule where i could do both because i honestly love both um but yeah it baseball was not for me all right so i got two more questions before we let you go uh, and there's really only right answers to this. So you're, this is, this is your test. <laughs> Not as stressful. <laughs> uh, NFL football team. Who's your favorite and who do you, there's, who do you, who's your least favorite? Yeah. So I used to be a diehard San Diego Chargers fan when they were in San Diego. Okay. I can live with that. Yeah. And, but now that they're the LA Chargers, I'm not here for it. So, um, I've, I've recently reassigned myself to the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sorry too. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, um, I'll always like have a soft spot for the lions just because I, I used to love Jim Caldwell, who was the coach for a long time yep. there. And I, I love the team. I love the players. I love when Matthew Stafford was a lion. Um, so I, I do like the lions too. I'm sorry. I'm not like a, I, I have a few teams that I That's follow. That's fine. That's fine. As long as you don't say the Cowboys, we're cool. We can say friends. No, no, me and Daniel. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't see it. Yeah. Um, me either. He's I'm friends a, with I'm me and I'm a, a Cowboys fan. So. Fan, so. Uh, okay. Weege or DB? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> no, you don't actually that, have to answer. That is- See, that, that's the question you should have actually told me was coming. Like, you texted me about the relationship one. Yeah. I have no problem. I'm an open book, but don't make me choose between. No. That's, that's why I didn't ask you. I didn't want, I didn't want to. You I didn't, did. I she would have canceled the phone. And all of a sudden, <laughs> click, she just hangs yeah. up. I lost connection. I, I love both those guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah. 
No, now, don't, don't. DB's a, a big friend. Like, DB's one of the first people that I really became friends with in the industry, and how, we just helped me out so much. So, yeah. How good is he doing in the booth? Though? Like, how proud of you are him? Well, how proud of him are you? <laughs> I've had some rants on here, and I also do a wrap up show for Mathis for the Pulp MX show. And I mm-hmm. said, like, I think NBC is idiots. They're, they do not know what they're doing if they do not put him in the booth full time. I understand the, the politics behind it, the guys they have that have been there a long time that are motorsport guys, but if they understand our sport at all, Daniel is the only answer in my opinion. I But I am biased and Ricky and I kind of got into this a little bit. He was like, well, because he has he feels strongly about Lee also and, and I like Lee, but Lee is not as good as Daniel, in my opinion, in Supercross. Daniel is the best for that spot. That's my opinion. Very biased. I understand that, but it is what it is. I'm just really proud of how Daniel is doing. Yes. Like, I just think it's really remarkable because when you think about it, he has done color before he was color when he um, was in arena cross. Yep. He is now doing play by play. And on some weekends, he's also on the floor. Like the dude has literally learned every role possible to be in Supercross. And like he's good at all of them. Like I could make a strong argument for him to be in that seat for every round, you know? Oh, yeah. That's true. He should be. It's wild. He's wildly talented. He's wildly talented. And that's what I was talking about earlier. He makes me mad because he sings great and he's good at that and he's a good writer (laughs) and his podcast is good and it all makes me mad. I just can't wait till he has to be in the booth with a tall rider and he gets to get back on the box again. Yeah, that's going to be the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love it. DB's great. Well, Kristen, we've kept you a long time. Uh, it, It was really cool to get a chance to meet you very briefly this weekend. And we appreciate you coming on. Well, next time, come up and say hi and, like, talk to me more. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm on an island by myself and no one will come over and talk to me. So, please, like, when you see me, I'll come over and talk to you, too. But, like, when you see me, say hi. Yeah, I'll be at Minneapolis. um, But I was was planning on talking to you more. I actually wanted to interview you on press day. But you had taken off by the time it was over. I couldn't find you. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to do that. But we'll, we'll make it happen at Mini. Okay, that sounds good. It'll be nice and cold. Yeah, well, <laughs> Dude, yeah. I got a pair of like sweet overalls. Oh, um, I'm bringing they, my car. Right? No, no, no. So, okay, they gave me the stitch logo when I started the job. Um, they gave us some like super cross shirts, and I was like, y'all, like, there's one thing that I am a little bit diva ish about, and I'm like, I want to look cute. Like, I'm a girl. <laughs> like, let me look cute. So I was like, get Same. me the stitch logo. I'll put right. I'll put like the logo on some stuff, and I was just already pre planning because I know that MetLife is really cool. Is what they told me. Okay, and. Minneapolis is really cool. Yeah. And so I got a pair of black car hearts and like on the front overall pocket, I got the little logo stitched up. So like, I'll be ready. That's like, a I'm good ready idea. I could put like the Moto X pod show over my Carhartt logo. Cause I know everybody's got an issue with Carhartt right now. I don't really care. I just want to yeah. stay warm. So, well, right. Yeah. Aren't the pits indoors? Yeah, but it's probably still going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Yeah, they're open. They there. opened the, the garages down there. Like they, oh. because they or not the smoke, but like the emissions to okay, like leave yeah. the stadium. And that's exactly where we stand. Like we stand like on the track down the f- there. We were there every, last. Every, every, yeah. Maybe it was St. Louis. Maybe St. Louis has the indoor they pits. Yes. Yeah, it was St. Louis. Louis. Never indoors. mind. I'm thinking, All yeah. right, Kristen. Well, we will definitely come by and say hi at Mini, and we'll do a, a press day interview. But uh, thank you for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. No, thank you. And we'll have to, you know, grab breakfast sometime and chat and bench race, include you in our bench race texts. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Get us involved. That'd be a blast. But uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, we're going to about to get, we're talking about privateers. We're about to get Rich Ta- Richard Taylor on. So 
Awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for having time for us. Talk soon. Bye, okay. guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, that was a lot of fun. We will be right back after this commercial break with Richard Taylor. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams moto works that's williams moto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com okay that's better not good but better fly racing is back on board with the moto x pod show for 2021 what can we say that you don't already know in 2020 fly revolutionized the helmet game with the formula helmet for 2021 they brought us the formula cc with the same rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point fly racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front visit flyracing.com to see everything fly racing has to offer from the moto street bmx water and even mountain bike lines once you try fly racing you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion zach osborne as well as blake baggett gold medalist connor fields and even the beast from the east damon bradshaw trust fly racing there simply is no better What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle pocket accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Our next guest is brought to you by Racetech. He is the Racetech Privateer Spotlight. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Racetech, the Racetech Privateer Spotlight is Richard Taylor. What up, Richard? What's going on? How are you? Doing good, man. So it's good to talk to you. It's been a little while since we've had you on. Uh, you know, I, think, I don't think we've talked to you since you went pro. Yeah, it's been a few years. I actually was thinking about the last time I came on and uh, I don't even live in that house anymore oh, wow. uh, on my mom's side. So I was like, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Well, I apologize for that, man. But, uh, you know, obviously your dad owns X-Brand. X-Brand, I'm, I'm my X-Brand rep. X-Brand supports the show. We should have had you on since then. I apologize for that. It's all good. I haven't really done that much cool stuff anyway until lately. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, the last couple of years, man, like I, last year was your rookie season, correct? Uh, kind of, uh, my original first pro races in America, I did, uh, the COVID, 
um, Supercrosses in 2020. That's yeah. right, Salt Lake. Yes, yes. Um, last year was kind of honestly a wash. I didn't even really race. I I tried to go to Arlington Supercross on a 450, but I had blown my knee out the week before, and in practice, I was like, it's not going to work. So I didn't even race. So yeah, yeah. So a lot of yeah, a lot of issues since your rookie try at Salt Lake City. Now, last week you make your first main. Talk about just the progress from Salt Lake City, the knee injury in Dallas, or you know, before Dallas, and then now like you make a main event. Like what does that, that roller coaster feel like? It it's a lot. Um obviously you described it a roller coaster. So uh there were a lot of moments when I'm like, man, like it feels like I'm never gonna figure it out, even though I really haven't raced much at all, just the the trials and things that I had to go through with my knees and not being able to get my knee fixed. Cause the doctor said it was going to be a year long thing. Cause I've done my knee so many times. Um, the doctor is like, Hey, we, I don't, if we fix this thing, you're, it's going to be a, a really, really long road to recovery and you can't ride for at least a year. Can't even be on the bike. And I'm like, well, I can't do this. So then I actually went to CTI knee braces. Brett helps me out huge there. And we developed a custom knee brace. That's actually longer. I have six straps on the back, one directly behind my kneecap to hold my knee in the brace. Okay. I have the stop all the way up. I have an ACL cable. I have all sorts of fancy stuff on my knee braces <laughs> and lots of rehab. And I actually was able to make it work. So CTI is, I thank them so much for that. But um, yeah, it was just a lot. And then honestly, what really, I think, turned me into being a lot better of a rider and a lot more comfortable and allowing me to, to qualify for the main last week is just having a solid little bit of time where I, I wasn't hurt. I had a good, really good off season and I've had a, a good number of months now of solid, consistent training. My trainer, Daniel Alb, he, uh, he works really closely with Peter Park, who trains Chase Sexton right now. Yep, so yep. I've had... And I've had him for a few years now. He's been helping me out huge. And being able to get the base with him and just being able to ride, not being, not having to work around injury, uh, and just really getting a lot of Supercross riding in over this offseason has really been the biggest thing for me. I gained a lot of confidence in everything, in jumping stuff and whoops, and then just going to the races. And now that I'm at the races this year, just being able to race them uh, each round and come out healthy and learning at each one. I just feel like I'm improving a lot. Yeah. That's really what it's about, man. At this stage is just learning. So that's good. So, so yeah, you, sure. you made, you made your, your first main, uh, this season. So coming into this season, did, did that happen faster or maybe took longer than you expected? And then now that it, that's done, where, where is your next goal at? Yeah. So going into this year, I decided I was going to ride a 250 about like two weeks before Anaheim. I was on a 450 all off season. So, um, coming into Anaheim, I had my goals. I was, it was kind of a question mark. Like I didn't really know where I was going to fit in. Um, and when at Anaheim one, I, I missed the main by just one or two spots in the LCQ. I was right there. So that kind of put, um, my goal into my head, like, okay, I have three days on the bike and now I'm at Anaheim and I almost just made the main. Now I know I need to be a main event guy. I almost just did it and I'm only going to get better from here. So, um, the fact that it took me till what round 
four. Four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with that a little bit. Obviously, I want to be there in there quicker, but uh, I feel like I've got I got a lot better each round from the first one. Like I said, I only had three days on the bike, so San Diego the week prior, I definitely should have been in the main. I was really good in the heat race and just missed it. And then the LCQ, I just had a first turn issue. So, um, I, at the, I mean, four rounds isn't too bad, but now that I made the one, uh, my next goal is to just be in every single main now. Yeah. Uh, we just finished Glendale and I missed it just due to really stupid stuff. I was sick and I just made dumb decisions. I just don't think I was super clear. And my reaction off the starting gate was really, really bad. Um, I went double, double, triple instead of double, 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 triple. And that was not intentional. And I framed something trying to pass for a transfer spot and that ruined that weekend. But now that like I've made the main once, it almost feels like each round, if I'm not there, it's kind of feels like a failure. So, um, my next goal is just to be in the mains and be top 15. Cause I really feel like I can be top 15 every single time if I'm in the mains. Yeah, I like that. Was that that uh, mistake, the frame, was that what was on, I think it was uh, Team Solitaire's IG, was that that moment? It was on, it was on Team PRMX's oh, PMR, IG. okay, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just freaking dorked out. That was for fourth. <laughs> I was in fifth right there. Yeah. And there were two laps to go. I was all over him. And yeah, I just, like I said, I was really sick and I wasn't really thinking uh, super clearly. And I I just went double, double, triple. I just jumped the wrong jump like right. an idiot. I, hey, I've done that. I've done that. And I ended up with a punctured lung and four broken ribs and a lot of people making fun of me. So Still. And, oh. and you wrecked Bradshaw's bike. That is true. I did. Yeah. I did. Oh, hey. was that the famous soundbite? Yeah, yeah. I lost track of where I was. And yeah. Oh. Yep. So I got a question for you. I have it. Do we want to hear no, it? No, we don't no? want to hear okay. it. I've heard Wait, it. I, I, I never get tired of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead, TJ. Anyways, so being that you're buddies with Doc, my son, we pay attention to you, watching you a like lot. Doc. And no one likes Doc. Everybody likes Doc. <laughs> nobody like likes me. Is what like that's true. Yeah, everybody I saw like him in futures. Yeah. So we're watching you, and this year the whoops have been actually harder than what they were, like the last time you rode Supercross. It seems like, but yet you're getting across them better. Like, what have you been working on to get? the gains because i mean it's a noticeable difference and it's noticeable how well you are able to handle and get up on top of the whoops well thank you um a big thing with the whoops has been my dad just drilling into my mind stay forward yeah because i'm a big kid i'm almost six three and so naturally i should be really good in the whoops and being so tall when i'm I tend to get back on the bike too far. And that's mm. just, I think, intimidation thing. So, like, when you watch the best guys through the whoops, they're very neutral, head over the crossbar, back arch, straighter legs, and they look super controlled, and they're blitzing across the top. Well, I go in sometimes, and I tend to get too far back. My head's huh. more over the seat instead of the crossbar, you know? Yeah. And that just causes me to ha- either miss one and drop in and then it's really bad or hang the wheel up the rear wheel up really bad each time because I'm my weight's too far back. So I'm just hanging the rear wheel off every whoop and not letting it bounce across the tops well enough. So, so you my think, dad is, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, my dad is just really drilled into my head. Stay forward. Literally every single weekend, every day he's watching me practice. He says, stay forward in the whoops. So I guess I've really, really worked on it. I guess guys get farther back because they're scared of dropping the front wheel. You know, yeah, that yeah. would be yeah. my natural reaction. Just thinking like I've like, never blitzed a set of whoops. Neither have I. I. Would, I would think you'd lean back. I'd want all the way back and try to get the front wheel all the way off. Never touch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like MX versus ATV. Like exactly. In the game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gas it and pull back and you blitz the whoops in every single moto video game ever, right? Sure. So, Bad skills. So it's, that's actually not how you do it, which I have kind of had to figure out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Because it's a balance. Like you, yeah. can, you can't be too far forward, obviously. And then, based on like how much traction the whoops have, you got to get back more or whatever. But I, I found myself, I fall too far over the back, and then you're. That's not how you go fast across them. So, um, and that's also a confidence thing. Like I got to You got to commit and and be neutral and be ready. So I'm getting better at it. I think I'm glad you're able to see it. So. Uh, my question is kind of a continuation off of that. Um, so I was I was wondering about which which part of the track do you like consciously think about the most, and is is it the whoops or is it another section? I would be every lap. Here they come again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the whoops have been so gnarly this year. Like I obviously don't have a ton of Supercross experience before this year, but this year every single round almost has been like. Like they're huge, yeah. especially like night show. It's not really a big deal. They're so much easier when you make the night show, but during the day, they're just so beat and they're so veed at the bottom. And they're, yeah, I, I really, that's a big deal. That's a make or break for everybody on the track, I think, especially guys like me who are trying to get into more mains. It's, it's just, you really got to be dialed across the top. So that's something. But then another thing that I've, kind of found myself thinking about is my corners are usually really well but are good but um i've been watching a lot of good guys following some good guys and practicing uh in practices like in glendale I, I hopped behind carnal he was top of the b group this past weekend and i was second right behind him just because i i stuck to him followed his lines and i'm learning some of those guys who are who are veterans and good at this they're they're really low in all the corners. Like before the whoop section in Glendale, he went so low and tight in the corner, almost didn't even use the berm and came out and cut so much track off and still was able to blitz the whoops. And I followed him for that lap. And it really kind of opened my eyes right then. I was like, wow, like I don't have to go up and use this big giant berm. If it's rough and ruddy, I can just go to the bottom, pivot, get out of it and save a quarter of a second in this corner. And I mean, I think that's something that I'm going to look at moving forward and yeah. I've just learned. Now. So it's cool to see that stuff and try and incorporate it into my game. I, I like that you say that. Cause I, I remember after Hangtown, we had Josh Varese on who, you know, was a privateer, got a factory spot. And we're like, well, what, what is helping you out the most? What's the most significant thing? And he talked about having all the personnel and the lit pro and seeing that there are, little sections, little things on each corner that can make up a 10th. So he had all that help showing him that you visually saw it by following a guy that's a little bit better than you. It's been doing a little bit longer and you can see that. So you may not have lit pro and you may not have all those things, but you're, you're seeing it yourself. Oh, let's try that. And you see how it works. That's pretty impressive that you're picking up on that while you're racing. Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing that my dad just, he knows a lot. And yeah. also shout out to my dad. It's his birthday today. Oh, wow. But, um, 
uh, he told me, he, he says, go out first or hop in directly behind someone who's, who's good. And I know Logan is, was the best guy in that group. So I wanted to get behind him and, and it helped me. It put me right behind him by a 10th on the board. So I, I qualified 19th after that first round. And if I wouldn't have followed him, I probably wouldn't have had that time. Yeah. So Impressive. it's helpful. So we have a, that kind of leads us to a question that one of our listeners had. Jake wants to know uh, what other riders like have helped you the most you know, uh, like the factory guys, privateer, is there other riders that you're working with or throughout the week or whatever that help you out? Um, throughout the week, not really other than the Wageman brothers, like Robbie and RJ, I ride yeah. with, with them pretty often and just riding with them is beneficial because they're good. And Robbie's been top 10, ton, a ton of weekends this, mm-hmm. this year. So he's legit. So riding with him is really good for me. Um, but I mean, growing up, I worked with Budman Buddy Antonez for a couple of years from when I was in C class and first starting to go into B class. But really, I've never really worked with any riding coach or specific riders other than my dad and just trying to like it's the same thing with practice tracks. So I talked about hopping in behind people and trying to learn from them. Living in Southern California, there's so many good guys who ride around where I am. So uh hopping in watching them but more importantly hopping in not being that guy who's annoying who's like hopping in behind all the guys trying to chase but just just kind of pacing them looking at what they're doing and trying to incorporate that into what i'm doing uh that's kind of just how i get better yeah well next time i'm out in cali we'll go ride you can follow me and, and learn a few things yeah, no, that is definitely. I don't know if he's learn. capable of going that slow. <laughs> he's probably not a good follower. Just keep him off of a Yamaha I'm, 450. I would say I'd follow you off some jumps, but I just hope you don't time the wrong one. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so you you mentioned you know making that back in the day making that C class to B class transition. What at what point? What what and when was your kind of breakthrough moment where you were like, I can go pro. So I was a very late starter. A lot of these kids that uh, I'm racing now have been winning championships amateurs since they were little. So I actually didn't really get into racing dirt bikes seriously until I was 15. So I was already on big bikes. um, And I did one year of C class where I was just doing them for fun. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then I did my second year C class. I started winning a lot of stuff and that when I started winning a lot of stuff like amateur nationals, like mammoth and all that, that stuff, I I really, that I knew I could do it then. Um, so that was something big for me, just winning. I really liked it. I, I felt like I was on pace with guys in like the B class towards the end. Not that I was sandbagging or anything. I just, it was only my second year actually doing real races so but i happened to get good and start winning and finished out the year and when i went b class um suzuki picked me up for the amateur team right when they brought their amateur team back it was one of the first years with chris wheeler and um that was kind of when i was like yeah this is what i want to do um i really want to do this and there's been times throughout like i've always wanted to do it but there's times when I'm like, man, am I going to be able to just like with 
when I go to, when I keep getting hurt or I go to a race and I get work and I would get worked really bad or something, I, it almost was discouraging, but mm-hmm. I was always able to come back and, uh, have a result not long after where I'm like, no, okay, I'm good. I, <laughs> there's potential, not, yeah. not to do that, but like, I just know there's potential and I have potential to be really good. So I just really want to unlock that all and do the best I can before I'm done. Awesome. You got more, Scotty? Uh, I thought you had another. That's fine. Hey, before we let you go, Richard, um, I got to get one story from your dad. Legendary test rider. I mean, just he's done so many things, seen so many things, raced at the highest level. Give me one good story on your dad, just anything. Mm. Got anything? Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, well, everyone, you guys know the Washougal thing, right? How he was leading. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how about, like, I want something though. Like when you guys are at the track together, something that he either he's riding with you, or maybe something he tells you, trying to motivate you. Like something that while you're out there riding, just that something badass your dad's done. Well, uh, I was actually just out at Bean Canyon with him before the Supercross series started. Uh, this was um, a month and a half ago, maybe a mo- maybe two months ago now. And we're out riding. That was his kind of stomping ground back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. video parts out there. He's done lots of cool stuff. Cliff jumps, all sorts of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So I was out there trail riding with him and my brother. Um, and there's all these cliff jumps. Like, And by cliff jumps, I mean, it's not even a cliff jump. It's just a wall. So we'll ride. And, you know, we're in like a little ravine area. And on our sides are like straight up walls, like naturally just built. And he goes up and stops. And I'm like, why are we stopping? And he looks at the wall. And I'm like, really? Like, you're going to gonna jump up this? He does a little loop on my old Suzuki 450. And he goes up, wheelies into it, up the side, lays it over, and is somehow completely flat and 180s and lands 180 and rides back down. I so, love it. I love it. RT I, is the man. I tried to do it. So I was next. <laughs> I, tried <to> do it. <laughs> I jump, take off in the air, the wheels, I lose balance in the air. And it's one where you, you jump it and you're straight up and like, it's straight up and down. Yeah, so I'm straight yeah. up in the air, not moving forward, but just up in the air. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I lose balance in the air, full naturally stick my leg out, land, tuck the front crash roll down the hill and i i stopped i was done for the day trying his dumb cliff jumps i can't do it i have to get ready for super cross and i'm gonna freaking tweak my knee or something trying Weed to do yourself this. down i let him doing all the i let him do all the technical cool cliff jumps the rest of the day and i watched and we i rode back and we went home so that was that was the day that day does he talk so mad he's trash? Really good at all that stuff. does he talk mad trash to you when he's doing that stuff <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> oh, another thing i have a little a super cross track that i ride by me kind of and there's some free ride hits around it mm-hmm. and we're looking at there's some like a big hill hip jump like a lot of the monster guys went there, I don't know, a couple months ago, and they're doing oppos and stuff off it. No one was there this day, though. It was just me riding the Supercross track. Then there's this hip jump, and Dad's like, oh, man, 
I need to bring my bike next time. I could just be upside down off of this. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't even want to jump this. <laughs> like my dad saying that. Like, imagine your dad saying that, you know. Yeah, well, I do that to my kid all the time, yeah. too. But the problem is, is my kid's actually better than me. Yeah. Well, so- <laughs> well I do, it too. Like, yeah, when, when Doc was, or uh, was it this weekend? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. After free practice, I went back to the van. And I said, stop being a sissy. Yeah, hit the whoops. Yeah, we were giving him a hard time. Hey. And I'm like, yeah, like I... Wouldn't even right hit him, but to Doc's credit, he'll say that about himself. Like, hey, what's what you what do you need yeah, to that's like, true. what do you need to work on the most? He's like, I just don't need to be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, though, the whoops at these supercross races, you can't practice, you can't practice whoops like that, or at least that I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, like, they're so steep at the race. They're the steepness is the main thing. They're like big walls. Well, right. I was talking to Weege, and Weege thinks that they were purposely building the whoops where you can't jump them to force guys to get on top of them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's cool, but it's gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. All right, Richard, man, we got to wrap this up. We got Tyler Entenap up next. But, uh, dude, it's been really cool having you on the Race Tech Privateer Spotlight. And uh, I will see you in two weeks. At, no, you won't be at Minneapolis, so I won't no, see No, I will. Oh, I'm you, actually going to do my plans to do all 17. And oh, I'll be you on told me that. Yeah. Yeah, 450. Yeah. That's right. I'll be on the 450. Hell yeah. Well, then I will see you in two weeks, man. Yeah, thanks. And I, w- I just want to throw a couple shout-outs to some people who have helped Do it. me out. Because, of course. Uh, obviously, my dad, X-Brand Goggles, that's his company. And uh, I know you guys know. Uh, amazing. The new goggle is sick. Uh, and then just the Rock River Yamaha team, That the whole program's been sweet. Uh, Dave McCarthy's been helping me out. Firepower. CTI is the only reason that I'm racing right now because my knees would not work if I didn't have them. Uh, see me spine and wellness. Dr. Sean actually let me throw my suspension on his YZ250F and give it a shot one day at a supercross track to see if I wanted to commit to 250 before I went and bought one. Oh, that's so that cool. cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dunlop, UFO, Guts, Flow Motorsports. I use a low and back peg on my Yamaha's. And a guts tall seat. So I got tall seat, low peg. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Same roll shot devices and W wheels, but everybody else. And my trainer, Daniel, and just everybody who helps me out, it, it, it's huge. So, yeah, I'm excited for the rest of these. I think doing all 17 is really going to help me, like, experience-wise. So. Absolutely. I agree. That's smart, man. All right. Well, dude, I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks, and thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'd love to do some more. So let's get me some results, so then I'll get back on and talk about it. Definitely. Make make it, make it happen. I and like it. I'll get you on. Sweet, dude. Thanks. All right, Richard. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right. All right. Appreciate Richard Taylor coming on from uh, X-Brand Goggles and you know, I, Rock River. I, I love seeing that guys are doing the... Like racing the a uh, one coach and they're doing the four fifties. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's really cool. I think it's good for the sport. Yeah, he's like he was he's gonna a cool kid. he was gonna be on the four fifty originally, was the plan. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we did talk about that. All right. Last commercial break. We'll be back with Tyler Internap. What's up guys? This is Hunter Lawrence and you're listening to the Moto X podcast. All right, guys. We are coming to the end of the show, but we have another great guest up. Works Connection is bringing you Mr. Tyler Internap. What's up, Tyler? What's up, Jamie? I love uh, Works Connection. Why? Why are you calling me, Jamie? What the hell, dude? I'm on. I'm on with Kiefer and Steve. Everybody needs to know your name, dude. Well, it's been we're nice not, talking to we're you. We're not in. Si- we're not in fifth grade anymore. It's been nice talking to you. We will uh, see you around. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't really mind it, and uh, you know, I, Ty, like. 
I, I get it with the press conferences and the articles that I'm writing, but I, I don't know. Like, part of me feels like everybody knows me as Dark Side now. It's not a brand, but it's just a. I don't know. I, I, I go ahead. TJ. Well, hey, here's a good way to put it. Everybody knows your brother as the Seven Deuce Deuce. They didn't. They know yeah. his name and stuff like that. But it's it's mm-hmm. it's branding. And in a way, I'll give. Jamie Darkside or whatever credit of the branding because if he'd have gone around the pits for the past few years introducing himself as Jamie, people would forget that. But when he goes around saying I'm Darkside, then that sticks out weirdo? and it sticks in the brain and it's good branding. I mean, he's not wrong when it comes yeah. to the podcast. Come stuff. on, Tyler. 2017, no, 2018 Houston Supercross. First time I met you. Yep. You're probably like Who I know. Hell? You said. You said. Hey, I'm dark side. And I was like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm dark side. I had Moto X pod. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. See, it's yeah, it stuck. stuck yeah. 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 Like I'm Jamie. You'd have forgot about it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't remember that moment. <laughs> no, I would, I would definitely remember it. <laughs> I would, I would have for sure said, oh, okay. What's up, bro? Yeah, you would have, <laughs> but it, it's just, I guess, like I said, I get it. I've been thinking about it a lot. I get a lot of messages and DMs that are against it, a couple that are for the Jamie. But it's just like everybody's like, dude, that's who you are. That's what we know you as. And I kind of feel like that's partly true. To change it now feels weird. It's awkward. Even though it's my real name, it's still awkward <laughs> now. So, but it's all right. We're, we're, we're here to talk even, about Even the local guys now all call him Dark Side. Like before, yeah. he was Jamie Guida, because his last name's Guida, or everybody called him Guida. Yeah. And then that's just changed the dark side. That yeah, is somewhat true. But yeah. the only one that won't do it is Amber. Uh, Tyler, I have I have a fair compromise. Okay, on on the on the press conference and anything official like that, he's Jamie. Yeah. But other than that, yep. every, any anywhere else, he's dark side. I mean, his contact his contact in my phone is dark side. Mine too. That's right. Go. Yeah. All right, Ty, we are here to talk about you and Hoosier Arena Cross and FS1. I know we heard a lot about it on Pulp last night, but let's uh, let's uh-huh. get into it. I want to hear the details, and maybe we'll get some super secret shit that Steve didn't get. Oh, of course. You know, I'm, <laughs> hold, I'm holding a lot of good stuff for the Moto X pod and Jamie and Darkside because I love you. You always treat me well, and I love just catching up with you. Yeah, man. It's it's been a bummer because I haven't seen a lot of you guys in a long time just because I haven't been out at the races, but um, it's been good. I've been still in the loop. I got the opportunity to be on Hoosier Arena Cross on FS1 and FS2, and I jumped at it, and it's been really good so far, and we've had really, really good racing, so I'm hoping that everybody can check it out. Um, the So to start it off, so we have a premiere time. 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays is when the new episode drops. And then throughout the week, like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and like Fridays, we have reruns on FS1 and FS2. So anybody who can record them or check them out, please do. It'll help us. And the ratings have been really, really good so far. I think we're on track to hit like a million views on FS1. So that's great. That's really good. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've known Jay really Reynolds good. for years. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I went to, uh, it was, it was the nitro arena cross series before it was Hoosier and, and TJ here. He's, he's been involved with Jay for a long time. Good dude. And every year he tries to grow it a little bit, add new things. Mm-hmm. And I know Steve kind of mentioned this last night at like one of the differences in the Hoosier arena cross and the kicker arena cross 
is really it's I, to me it's like a more of a family thing. You come out, your kids can ride. It's, there's a lot of amateur racing going on, and then on top yep. of that, you have this great pro series that he follows. And you got Brian Jackson with the the stunt show. I mean, Brian's a friend of mm-hmm. ours. Like the things, it's a really killer series if it comes to your area and now to be able to watch on TV. Yeah, and um, we didn't get too in depth about the Hoosier Intercross. I wish we got a little bit more in depth on Pulp, but also. The Hoosier Arena Cross and Jay do a really good job of promoting and running races in kind of like the Midwest section of the United States. Yep. So we have a lot of our pros, a lot of the same pros travel with the whole entire series. Like we have about 10 to 12, you know, pros that travel and do the whole entire season. We're in, you know, in Kick Arena Cross, you'll get like, you know, the Phoenix Honda guys and then a whole bunch of mixtures. So sure. Jay does a really good job of promoting, you know, that Midwest section in the United States so everybody can travel and it's really, you know, feasible for the privateer guys to kind of travel and they don't have to travel that far. Yeah, it's a cool series. Uh TJ, like I said, you've you've been involved around that series for for a long time. Yeah, Jay and I have known each other for a long time. We I mean it's probably I mean, trying to think even before it was Nitro when wow, we started okay. running the series out there, and, yeah. and, and me and Jay, because of doing announcing and stuff like that, I've just known him for a long time. Jay's a really very, very eccentric, is that the right word, dude? Like, really interesting. Thinks outside the box. Yeah, and, and he's a very interesting yeah. person to know, and and he comes up with these ideas sometimes, and you're like, Jay, you're never going to make that happen, and then he pulls <laughs> he it does, off, and yeah. it works better than what he even thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely a very passionate, he loves the series, and he just wants to make it better. And, uh, you know, next year, I actually just talked to him the other day, and next year, he's going to make it where it's going to end before East Coast, so a lot of the riders um, can go and start East Coast, because our last round is February 25th and 26th Mm. in uh, Tunic, Mississippi, so... Um, but next year he's going to do a little bit better That's on smart, scheduling yeah. Yeah. yeah, before East Coast so all you know everybody can still what? do East Coast Supercross. And also the venues he chooses are really good because he'll pick places that'll end near like a casino or, or not in, but like it'll be, mm-hmm. be near th- things to do. It yeah. makes it, like, like you said, the amateur racing is good and it's, like a, it's more of a destination than just, just going there for a race. Yeah, no, we I actually went to the Kansas City one and that was a cool one because I've actually never been to Kansas City, so that was a cool town to go to. And then uh I went to Moline as well, where I didn't even know that, but um didn't know <laughs> this, but it was right by um like Moline is like John Deere town. Like it's where John Deere like farm tractors are like made. Yeah, yeah. And it was like John Deere everything. But it was pretty cool to check out. There was like a whole museum and everything. Okay, so uh, Tyler, going into the broadcasting, what was kind of the maybe the most unexpected thing that happened that kind of maybe caught you off guard or anything like that? Um, going into broadcasting, it was just it was tough to kind of talk to an audience and flow and think about what you're going to say and continuous and kind of almost make it a punchline and make it a hit line where you know you have to start and end and then work on your transitions like you can't just talk yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. just think that and think that everything's gonna flow and you know be sequential and 
come out the right way. So just structuring the way I was speaking and just making sure there was a beginning, middle, end, and then a hit line and making your point come across where everybody can understand it was probably the most challenging thing. And then um, coming in the Hoosier Arena Cross Series, just interview questions, making sure the rider has a lot to talk about and kind of leave it open-ended where, you know, the riders can – just explain and talk about the race and talk about their thoughts and not have a one word answer where it's short and where everybody can kind of see all these riders personalities because all these riders have really good personalities and just bringing it out of them is the most important thing. Yeah. I think that's a big thing we talk about on like the supercross program. We've talked about in the past is like, yeah, we, we, we hear from Eli every week and Kenny every week and uh, who cares? Like, I want to hear, mm-hmm. I want to hear from Logan Carnow and I want to hear from Richard Taylor and I want to hear from Adam and Tyler Intonap, like these guys that are bigger personalities because they're, maybe they don't have quite so much pressure and they can be themselves. And like with, with the Hoosier, Jay would probably allow you to do that a little more while, whereas Feld is such a machine at this point, really they limit a time. They have to focus on these superstars and I think mm-hmm. with a series like Hoosier, you guys can do that. You can have, like, you're going to have what, the 65s on TV, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. we have the 60 phone cl- 65 open class on the broadcast. Yeah. So that's it's actually been really good. It's yeah, so you really could fun. focus on a kid and, and give that kid TV time. And, like, you know, if there's a family sitting around watching the races, that's going to get the mom involved. She's going to be like, oh, that kid's, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's different. Like, I, I think that's really cool that those opportunities are there with your series. Yeah, no, and um, we have a really, really good group of pro riders with, like, Michael Hicks, Chase Markier, Isaiah Clark, Carter Gordon, Deegan Hepp, like, Dylan Cloyd, um, Nathan LaPorte. Like, all these kids are pr- on the younger side. Like, they're mm-hmm. just coming into their 20s or still in their teenagers. And, you know, bringing these kids up, you know, some of these kids, actually most of these kids ride really well and they just need to bring that confidence into supercross and you know uh, with a hoosier arena cross platform they can get comfortable racing on a tight track and racing in these tight stadiums and kind of in like you know a high stress environment and getting these kids ready for supercross but dude michael hicks and isaiah clark and some of these kids absolutely rip like bill micheletti and jace owen just came to uh what was it kansas city and they had their hands full. It definitely wasn't a gimme. And Michael Hicks won a few main events. Um, Jason Owen um, won a few main events. And, you know, they were going back and forth both nights. So That's awesome. Yeah, good racing. Good racing for sure. And we had, mm-hmm. a, we had a listener question, and they wanted to know what your most memorable racing moment was, good or bad. Ooh, I can think of two right off the bat. They're both bad. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably the most memorable racing moment, like as a whole, um, was racing at Daytona for the first time and then being on the um, Daytona um, racing wall, like going to through the tunnel, like being on the wall in like a, a picture cliff on the wall that was pretty cool but the obvious one is um when Devin raper got stuck in my back wheel yeah. and i missed the main event by like 20 feet Dude. like i seriously thought i had it yeah so at, 
absolutely thought I had it. When so. when that got brought up last night, Travis Marks put it on the screen. So if you were watching on YouTube, you could see it. And I forgot <laughs> how like he's grabbing your leg and you're still just looking forward. Like you don't I don't think you even realized he was grabbing your leg. You were so no. focused. You were just trying to go and he's like he's trying to get his head off the ground and get make you mm-hmm. aware and you're just like <laughs> Well so Dude, I came – I was so committed yeah. Yeah. to that pass. Yeah. I came into it, and, like, the corner top block – I passed the corner top block, and I am so committed to the corner. I turned my head towards the finish line because I knew that I was going to make contact, but I knew I needed to get out of there quick. <laughs> so, like, I turned my head looking towards the finish, and – I felt something hit my bike and I told, I, it felt like a motorcycle. So I thought I was just dragging this motorcycle. So I was just <laughs> wide open in second gear, just trying to make it to the finish. And then I turned my head back and I see Devin caught in there. So I pulled the clutch in and then I like for a split second, I thought I could still pull it off. He's kind of had quite a bit of a gap. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, get him out, get him out. And then I seen, um, what was it, uh, Bryce Stewart that ended up um, cruising by both of us. That was like five seconds back. Right. Um, make the main event. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it wasn't you know? meant to be, dude. That's, yes. Yeah. You know, the other one that was really bad, it might have been kind of where we decided to really shut it down was Nashville, man. That's That was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that one. Um, and a lot of people don't know this. That's not that's not even the injury that actually um, made me retire. So after, after I got healed up from getting land on, I actually ended up breaking my pelvis and breaking my back, but I'll make this quick. But I ended up breaking my navicular like two weeks prior to that. And I didn't even know. And after I got healed up from Nashville, I actually started riding again. And I was like, you know, starting to feel good. Blah, blah. And my wrist was still like kind of killing me. I was like, Oh, that was weird. Like, why is my wrist killing me? I just took like, you know, you know, three months off and I went back and then the doctors got my, uh, wrist checked out again. They're like, Hey, yeah, your navicular is still broken. It's actually like the fractures, you know, digressing, um, the bones dying. So we're going to need to get surgery. And they're like, you need to be in a soft cast for the next like six to eight months. Yeah. So, after that, then, you know, Supercross contact me about doing some media stuff, yep, like yep. all the what's in the box and the interview <laughs> stuff. So that that's when I started working. And then I was like, oh, this is not bad. Like I'm making money. I'm not broke. I'm not getting hurt. I'm yeah, not worried right. about getting hurt. Right. So No, but it was a smooth transition. And I, I wouldn't change it. Honestly, it's been it's been one hell of a ride and announcing it has definitely gotten me nervous and got me excited all at the same time so it's very similar to like on the starting gate feeling for sure good to hear i got a few more things for you man uh 95 motorsports complex that's something that's a track you've been working on i believe and uh your brother adam said that the place is like you've made huge improvements and changes to that place yeah so 95 motor complex is a track right outside of reno in this small town called Fernley. It's about 30 minutes away from the Reno area. And uh, Sam Marson's the owner of the track. He used to own Nature Bakery, and he brought me up 
probably almost a year ago now. And we kind of worked out a deal and I started working here on August and the track had a bad reputation of being rocky. And I worked on it hard for about three and a half, four months, just screening dirt and putting dirt through grizzly bars. And I've gotten it pretty good. Um, not where I want it to be, but definitely rideable. And we've been holding um, public um, public ride days. Uh, we just had one last weekend. We've had it open since the end of November. And it's been going really well. And I have about six events on the schedule for this year and trying to start my own promotional company and doing races up here myself as well. So that's... Oh, yeah. Good for you. It, yeah, it's a big step. And it's a... It's definitely a huge operation, but it's been working out really, really well. Be ready to use all your energy and power not to kill some mini parents if you're going to be running <laughs> oh, races. Oh, my God. You guys have no idea. I've already oh. had to, like... Oh, I do. I'm an AMA be, ref, so, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, dude. <laughs> I was trying to... I'm already starting to split up practices, and people, parents, <laughs> and vet riders are already starting to get mad at me. And be of like, course. We're in this practice. Why are we only getting this many minutes? I'm like, dude... You're lucky I'm done running this thing like Glenn Helen just saying free fall. Open, yeah, right. Everybody could, yeah, try to kill each other. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah, wide open, just go for it. If you if you can make it around the track, good luck. Yeah, being a track owner, slat, or promoter is not a – it's a thankless job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, uh, no, but I'm really excited. Oh, go ahead, Scotty. Um, so does it surprise you at all that your brother is, is still racing and is still competitive? No. Not at all, actually. <laughs> Dude, like, um, I think Adam is a really talented writer. He just in his head too much. And I've actually had numerous conversations about him. And, dude, if he can get a start, he'll be up there. Like, it was, the Breeze thing was super unfortunate because I felt like that's the kind of kick in the butt he needed to just jumpstart his season. And he was finally up there and – Brees just cleaned him out, but I'm I'm seeing Adam make a main event in the next two to three rounds. But no, it doesn't surprise me. He's a really smart rider. He thinks about every decision that he makes, and it's kept him out of a lot of injuries and a lot of crashes. Right? So. Yeah, definitely. All right, last question. We'll loop back around after that to who's uh, your arena cross. But how's it feel mm-hmm. being an uncle, man? Dude, it's so it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> It's so awesome. I got so – I was actually talking to my fiancé today. I was like, man, I have baby fever. Oh, I want, boy. I want a kid. Dude, because, like, me and Addy are so close. Yeah. Like, me, me and him are, like, absolutely best friends. We talk, you know, two to three hours every single day. And um, we always think about how we're going to end up living to like living close to each other. And our kids have to be, you know, close in age so they can hang out. But, uh, dude, I love that little dude and my sister's new baby as well. So, and I, my little sister has one on the way oh, that's nice. due in May. Ooh. So like the Antiknav family is about to get big. That's cool. I forgot you were engaged. So I think, I, yeah, congratulations on that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. All right. So before yeah. we let you go, wrap it back to FS1, man. Uh, give us the date, the times again and, uh, where we can find it all. Yeah. So if anybody's interested in Hoosier Arena Cross, please check it out. We have some really good racing coming up. Um, we just had um, the Kansas City Night One 
go Sunday at 11 a.m. And then we have Kansas City Night 2 coming up, 2.13 at 7 a.m. Jace Owen and Phil Nicoletti will be in that one. And then the following Saturday, 2.19, 7 a.m. again, we have Moline Night 1. And then the Sunday after that, um, Moline Night 2 is going to be there. And Travis Sewell actually showed up for both of those rounds. Um, and it's really good racing. It's your classic arena cross racing. Anything can happen. Very far being in action. It's very entertaining to watch. So I recommend it to anybody that's interested in two-wheel racing. Of course. Absolutely. Ty, dude, man, thanks for reaching out and coming on. Uh, it's been a long time. I hate that we haven't seen each other in a while. we got to figure that out, man. So, but uh, it's been great talking to you and catching up. Yeah, no, it's uh, great to be on and great to talk to you again. And uh, good luck with the haircut. Uh, yeah. Hey, if I just get the damn bike, maybe I'll feel better, but we're, we're, we're working on it, man. I, I, I had a talk with, uh, not Kiefer, but Steve this weekend about it. So he explained the situation, but it's coming. You know what? Um, you, you've known me for a while and yeah. you know, I've had long hair for basically my whole entire career. And then about two years ago, I started, I went short for the first time and it's actually, it's definitely a change of pace. You'll save a <laughs> lot of shampoo and conditioner. Right, right. And uh, I think it made me look better looking, honestly. Well, I don't know if I feel that way about myself, but I mean, and I know my, how my chick feels, so I'm not. That's one. Of, that's one of the reasons I'm not you know, stoked. She does not want it cut. You know what? They say that until you get your hair cut, and then you'll be like, "Damn, babe, you're looking fine." It's like a whole new man. Oh, uh-huh, exactly. But then you got to get it cut like once a week. It's annoying. That's oh, probably growing back out. Yeah. I'm no, going to grow back out. No, no, dude. I only get my hair cut like once a month. You don't got to be all trimmed up. Right. Yeah. Shaggy. Ty, yeah. thanks, buddy. I love talking to you, man. Hey, same same here. You all guys right. have a good night. You too. We'll talk soon. See ya. Bye. Right, bye. All right. Thanks to Tyler Anktonap, Dean Wilson, Kristen B., and Richard Taylor. Clearly, I. You see, there it goes. He, like, he like, yeah, well, he could be anything. No, two anything. Beats, anything, anything happens. He just once, loses I was, it. He just falls I, apart. The world's <laughs> up. It's like Chicken Little. The sky's falling. The sky I is thought falling. I had muted his his uh, uh-huh. track, and then it beeps. So I was like, "What did I do?" And I actually unmuted this other mic that we're yeah, using. Good every, job. Every time the, we're trying to like tell each other something, he's like, "What's going on? What are you doing? I can't help it. It distracts me. I cannot help it." I'm sorry. That's why we can't have. I thought about getting us like a Slack channel going during yeah, the show. Oh, f- no, no way, because <laughs> no you'd be in the middle of talking. Way, I'd be. What, what, what would that? I'd read. What would I'd be like, of that? what did you mean by that, TJ? What? 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely oh, not. Exactly. Not yeah. cut out for that. So, okay, we're gonna start wrapping this thing up. But there's a couple topics I want to touch on real fast. Press conference. Your first <laughs> press conference you ever did, Scotty. Yep. I don't know how many people watched it. How'd you feel about it? Was it scary? Was it exciting? Um, I didn't really like know exactly what to expect, and like, and you never used Zoom, so that was interesting. I never used Zoom before. I literally logged in like that day. Yep. And everything I did this weekend, I never done. I never done a video. I've never done video editing. I've never done. I've never videoed an interview of any people. Never kissed I've, a man. That was the first. Yeah, that was the first. That too. was the first time that he's ever like. I told him to go off by yourself. He wasn't. Didn't have his parent around. Like, yeah. You could go off. Dude, dark side makes it look so easy just walking into those tents. It's scary. Like, He's kind of an a hole so, at the races, though. So, <laughs> not I introduced him to everybody. No, no, he did. He I was know. awesome. Come on, he was, a good, he was a good grandpa. Kayla, he was a good grandpa. I wanted to see the candy drawer that Steve was talking about in the Honda rig. Yeah. I've never even been in the Honda rig. That's the only rig I think I've never been in. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, come on. 
And I go in and I look back like for Scotty. And well, she she told you to wear a mask, and I didn't have a mask oh, in my that pocket. That's true, but I was yeah. like, "Why'd you stay outside?" But he, yeah. It was, anyway, press conference. So yeah, I, I, he, just, he, am he I getting set up for being roasted? I had to, like, I'm on screen. He's a few seats down on screen, and yeah, the he press couldn't box? figure out how to like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had never used it, so I had to like take my headphones off and go down there and like show him how to. Oops, somebody's phone. See, I'm distracted. Scotty. Scotty. Uh, show him how to, you know, turn his yeah. his video on and mute his mic and how to raise his hand. That's what I went down there. How do you raise your hand? And and then I showed him, and like five minutes later, he walks down to mine. He's like, how do you raise your I hand? I clicked the wrong. I th- I, for some reason, I thought it was another thing. <laughs> so anyway, so many things that I had to teach him this weekend. Oh but Such a he's, oh he's, he's, he's going to be a good paddle one. <laughs> yeah, okay. presser how'd you feel about it though in the end how'd you feel about it um honestly like i kind of just went into like like because we've talked to hunter i didn't i didn't get to talk to eli you talked to eli before and i think we've talked to mookie before i can't remember if nope, we have or not i've never been on nope. oh, okay well then uh th- that didn't bother me too much because i've talked to some of those people before so i i just kind of had to like focus apparently i, I read from my notes that was apparently a not a no-no so i'll, I'll get i'll get better at that you told me you're oh, like, you okay. were looking I down maybe at your somebody notes. Somebody else did. I did tell you that was on the press. No, it was what? When I tell you that it was on something specific. Oh, it was on the press conference. Yeah, yeah that's it, what we're yeah, talking what, about. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, come on, man. I'm an idiot. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked like you could tell you were reading. Yeah, so I work on that, but it, and well, well they don't the show your the, faces. The way so it doesn't the zoom, matter. I think they no, but you do. don't hear it. But they don't show well, your faces okay. on our screen. Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying they don't show it on online to the writers. Okay, but it was still yeah. Anyway, you could kind of tell. I couldn't. Okay, good. But you're a dick. Uh, maybe because so. I was watching it. So, uh, the, but as far as like, is like getting to the getting to the questions, it, it, w- it went pretty well. Um, I feel like I, there's a lot I can learn from. But overall, it was like re- it was like a really cool thing to be able to be a part of. Yeah, I was actually pretty stoked at this press conference because I got to ask Hunter about doing the double double. I got to ask Christian about the freeze thing because I got first. Well, yeah. actually, Weed's got first question, but he didn't go to Christian, yeah. so I got that. And I was kind of stoked that I yeah, got. That was a big. Moment. I got to ask a couple of the questions that I really want to. You had seen the quad during the live race. Yeah, I finally Chase, saw that today. That was nuts. Was told me about somebody it. else texting uh, Mathis, or were you? Did you tell him about no, it? No, he was finding out after you told me. Yeah, but I didn't tell him. But he he somebody texted him, and I saw him look up. I would like to start watching for, but he kept missing it. I'd like to give credit to Doc because when we did track walk, Doc goes, "Somebody will quad this," and I'm oh, like, yeah. "I said, Stewart's not here. No one's so quadding this." I, I thought I thought that the they quad was going to come yep. from that long triple section. I thought yeah, they were going to yeah. triple. He was yeah. like, "They're going to quad out," and I was like, "No, it's too long." But that one deal because I didn't even think they'd triple it. If you walk the track, the takeoff was literally a yeah, three yeah. foot jump. It's right. tiny, right? Yeah. And right it, it was like landing. a three three six, and dog and dog goes, they'll go three and triple. They go off this three and triple, and I'm like, no way. And dog goes, somebody will quad it. So we sat over there and kind of paid attention. Uh, that it's whole crazy time. that it was the end of the entire day that it happened. I guess maybe he, the he did it during practice. Yeah, he oh, did, he did it during practice. Okay, yeah. I didn't know he knew that. he had it. He, that's kind of what he said. I had it in my back pocket, and then I pulled yeah. it. Uh, so anyway, that was cool. Uh, Marv oh, did another, it too. Another thing that threw me off in the press conference is like. The Zoom thing, it looked like it was in order, and then all of a sudden she oh, would they like, move around as you yeah, talk. And yeah, and so I didn't, I didn't know like when I was going to be next. And it's like she's like, Kristen was, Kristen was like, all right, Scott Thompson with the Moto X Pod show, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I got it, yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing in the airport, I talked about this when I on Pulp because mm-hmm. I Steve, I didn't, call, I, I didn't get okay. that far in Pulp. So we're at the airport in Phoenix, right? We're we're at this little Mexican restaurant sitting there in stools waiting on our time. There's a line, the line of people to get their food oh, right this in front was of funny. us. 
There's a guy that's got like a White Sox shirt on, uh-huh. and he's got these athletic shorts that had some kind of print on them. Whatever. This guy's like, I wonder if he knows Chris Betts. I was like, what? He's, he's like, like, he's baseball. Who yeah, says that? Like, I you, said that. Scotty says yeah, that. Yeah, and Dark Side was like, you're, you're an idiot. Well, no, I was like, <laughs> why, why would he know Chris Betts? Well, it's baseball stuff. I was like, okay, just because he has baseball stuff on doesn't know, mean he yeah. knows like a triple-A baseball player. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I think he plays. And I go, okay, even if he does, do you think they know everybody? Like, you're an idiot. And he just kept on and kept on. I was like, fine. Dude, <laughs> hey, man, do you know Chris Betts? Dude, yeah, he's like highly talented. No, 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 no. that's not how it happened. Do you you, know said, Chris okay. you said, do you play baseball? And the guy oh, like, yeah, I did. Ask yeah, him. I do. Like, duh, obviously. And and then and then the guy, and then the guy was like, <laughs> I wear a 49er shirt. Hey, dude, you, do you play football? <laughs> And then, but then the guy was, and he was like, yeah. And he was like, and, and Dark's like, do you know Chris Betts? He's like, actually, yeah, I do. And I was like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> he proved me wrong. Yeah. And then like, I told Betts about it. Betts yeah. is like, that's awesome. You got to tell, tell Steve. So I tweeted it. Steve's response is nothing about Chris Betts. He doesn't care that this guy knew Chris Betts. Your ability to talk to strangers <laughs> is unbelievable. But, but I was that's, like, I'm that's a, a Texas nice thing. person, That's Steve. a Texas thing. Huh? That's a Texas thing. Well, and then he called me out last night. You'll get to it eventually on Pulp. Yeah. And I was like, well, Steve, like, I'm a nice person. Like, you don't know anybody until you talk to them. Yeah, yeah. That's was, how you become We're not getting people. into that. He almost needs to bring it in a little because you were like, he was he was showing grandbaby pigs to the people sitting next to him in the plane, and but they were like showing pigs. And like, she talked about a grandbaby. Or, or our daughter. They had. They were talking about. Yeah. Not, they were talking about. You're like, yeah. Here's my grandbaby. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't surprise me you doing that because I would do the same thing. Yeah, he's like, he's very, I know you don't care, but I don't care. He, much he's very chivalrous. We were on the the we dropped chivalrous. Sh- 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 chivalrous. 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 Yeah, I know it's a big word for no, you guys. No, it's not. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so we were on the way. We dropped the car off at Enterprise. Dickhead. Getting shuffled back to the airport. And uh, oh yeah, this made me and, mad. And then there was there but was like four four dudes all in like probably like twenties sitting down, and there was a lady with a like a ten year old. They were standing up and, on the uh, shuttle. Yeah, on the yeah. shuttle. And Darcy was like, "Well, it would be great if any of these fine gentlemen would give their seat to a lady." Didn't even budge, bro. And he was. I looked back and like there's smoke coming out of Darcy's ears. He's like, "I'm about to say something. I'm about to say something." It was so funny. <laughs> I didn't actually speak up. I should have. But I it, I, you said something kind of like. I at mean, first, I think I said you, it loud enough, not where they could hear him. The dude next to me maybe but i was so did you like, get up and give her your seat we were standing, I was standing. We were standing. Yeah, okay. of course i would have yeah but yeah. yeah it made me mad like i was like that's unreal to me you're, you're yeah. very chivalrous i am i'm a nice guy man yeah oh I'm, and uh, another we uh we got we cool thing just like just kind of a random thing that's kind of like what the position led us to do was i thought was cool is we gave moseman a ride back to his hotel oh, yeah he needed that a ride was, to the hotel yeah that was cool yeah so after it was a very fun weekend. It was. It was. And I can't wait to do it again in two weeks. Suck it. Well, I, I'll be there in a month. Dallas? Dallas. Yeah. You get a presser at Dallas, too? Yeah, I got a press pass for Dallas. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I got him hooked up. All right, guys, we got to wrap this thing up. I want to thank a Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, Our Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports. And don't forget, we got some promo codes. Hit the email, motoxpodshow at gmail.com if you need any uh, help with those. Other than that, guys, we're out. See ya. Peace.